Read fellas. Wow. Hey everybody. Tunes, bro. Episode ninety-eight. Is it hot in here? Ninety-eight degrees. Oh man. God, damn. Um, that was ninety-eight degrees. I do in parentheses cherish you. A boy band from our childhood. Not yeah. Jamal. Jamal has never heard of them. <laughs> we can't yeah, talk I mean, about that. Have you ever heard of yeah. um like what's that show that Jessica Simpson used to have? With Nick Lachey, you know, and she says the chicken of the sea bullshit. I don't even know what you're talking about. What? Chicken of the when sea. When she's like, is this chicken or fish? She's talking about tuna. I can't believe you don't know what I'm talking about. Nah. She had a reality show about her and Nick Lachey being married. Uh-huh. And she was sitting on the couch and she's like, is what I have here, is this chicken or is it fish and everyone like called her a retard for like 10 years <laughs> that was like the first uh, reality show laughing at other people's blunders yeah jessica simpson mm. was the first <laughs> pioneer pioneer and he was, it was so funny because nick lachey was like babe like are you serious like he's so clearly like annoyed as fuck <laughs> mm. they're still together though <laughs> i don't think they are <laughs> i don't think they are obviously she was like a well, the reason they were on TV is because she's like a Mormon person or something. And apparently, you know, was saving everything for marriage type of a gal. And then she's not allowed to get divorced, but I'm pretty sure they did. Not allowed. <laughs> I will not yeah. allow it. That was from their album. It looks like their album is called And Rising, but the way this font is so small, it looks like anal rising. <laughs> 98 nice. degrees and rising. <laughs> I imagine. Not 98 degrees anal rising. Okay. So Jamal's never heard. These people were popular. In sync. They were in sync rivals. I, I almost think oh. Backstreet Boys yeah. were the first. I want to say they were like the first explosion. Then NSYNC came and wiped them out. <laughs> yeah. And then 98 Degrees and fucking uh, LFO. Remember them? LFO. LFO. That's like fucking recent as fuck. No, you're talking about Element. L-M-W-P-H. You're talking about the ones with those fucking cock rubber bands. Yeah. The workout people. Yeah. No. Cock No, there was an actual boy band called, I'm pretty sure they are called LFO. Oh, and lights had, fucking out, yo. Like, they were popular with, like, Vitamin C. You remember Vitamin C with the oh, fucking yeah, yeah, graduation yeah, yeah, yeah. song or whatever? Mm-hmm. What about Boys to Men? Where do they fall? That's, oh, a that's an R&B. R&B. But not considered a boy band? I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's three of them. No, yeah? that's a man band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boys to Men is a man band. It depends on, the, like, if they're doing pop music and they're all like, yeah. Like, that's like a boy band. If they're doing like songs about fucking, <laughs> that's a that's an R and B group, right? You got Boys to Men, you got uh, Casey and JoJo. That's yep. it. <laughs> Isley Brothers. No, that's too early <laughs> for the for the genre. Yeah, 
but yeah, no, if, if, if they're a group of black men, it's not a boy band. Can't have a black boy band. No. Like, uh, is there mm. a black uh, One Direction member? No. Exactly. No, I mean, there's Zane. He's a, he's a person of color. Oh. Oh, he's a Muslim, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you might be safe to assume that. I don't know. Like, that came out, and then a lot of parents they broke their children up. listening to... <laughs> Oh, I think that is, I think that did happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure right. it did. <laughs> like yeah, you don't listen to this fucking. We won't get into it, but uh, so we have. Yeah. <laughs> I got we got a huge episode for y'all. I mean, it's big. Damn, a lot damn. to get into. Episode ninety eight. Who and rising and rising. Damn. We're about rising. to rise to the tippity top of that one hundred. But we got huge news. Groundbreaking. Whoa groundbreaking news first of all my name is jordan we got morgan jamal's uh, in the distance that's right three-pointer corner of the crack big news crack baby me and morgan morgan and i went to the movie theater (laughs) big part of the podcast was going to the movies (laughs) talking about our experience at the movies haven't had the opportunity to do that in several episodes like yeah. 30 episodes we've probably not talked about going to the movies. It's yeah. About 25. Yeah, probably 30, you're right. Yeah. So, we went to the movies and before we get into the movie what movie we saw, let's just talk about the experience going. Okay. All right. We so, drove there. We drove we actually got in a car. It's not like this nice. theater at home stuff, all right? We're not spending $20 to watch a movie in our own home. Right. Nah. So we go to a new theater that we've never been to before. Not only was it going back to the theater, it was going to a theater we've never been to because we were in a new house. So the closest regal theater that was to us was in like a fucking mall. Which you weren't going to find. Yeah, you couldn't find because the driving instructions don't tell you any further than it's in this mall, which is a huge mall, very wide. Oh. So yeah. we just parked in a parking lot and in front Jordan's of this mall. freaking out because he's like, we're in the light, we're in the light. It's got to be in this building. It's got to be in this building. I, I actually thought I wasn't freaking out at all. Oh, you're freaking out. No, no, I was no. like, I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's over here, boo. But I haven't seen a movie theater, you know what I'm saying? I actually, if I could just <laughs> um, correct Morgan's record here, Morgan was the one who was freaking out. And I was I telling was her, it's all, it's all okay. <laughs> I was the one telling you it was, oh, it was fine. I was like, we already have seats. I I vividly remember like okay. being totally fine with parking and having to walk a long way. And you were the one who was You were walking so fast. I can't walk very normal fast. Normal speed. I walk fast normally. Okay. Normal speed. <laughs> yeah, we had to walk about a mile. Oh, and guess what time we went and saw this movie at? What time? I don't know. Like six or something. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, what? Why is that around? I have no idea. Closes. We, so we walk into the fucking mall. And we look at the board and it tells you where you are. And we see that the movie theater is at one end of the mall. And we're like pretty much on the other end. So we walk mm-hmm. and we walk. In it's all a one level. It's a one level mall. mall. Yeah. And so yeah. everything is the same amount of stores at all as all other malls, but spread out. So we have to actually walk outside at one point and then through another set of doors to get to this movie theater. We're in the wrong parking lot to begin with. <laughs> but it's good no. to know. Now we know. Yeah. So we walk in to the movie theater and immediately what I notice as we're walking up, everyone's wearing masks. 
and there's nobody at the concessions. Like we're the only ones there, but everyone behind the concession stand is wearing masks, and they're and they're just welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, glad to be here, glad to be back, mm-hmm. and we had three people help us with our order. <laughs> Like one person was taking our order, another person was asking if we wanted butter on the popcorn, another person was filling up our drink. Like everyone was all hands on deck, giving us our yeah. shit. Did they have masks on or anything? <laughs> oh yeah, they all had masks okay. on. That's it's good. a requirement. Yeah, then you're fine. So one of the things I was really excited about doing was getting that big bucket of popcorn and getting my ice cold Coca Cola fountain drink. Sure. This theater. Pepsi. I've never. Oh I've never God. heard of this. Here's what I told Jordan. Jordan tell, he leans over. He's like, Pepsi. Huge downside. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? I thought the movie theaters. I thought the movie theaters were owned by Coca-Cola. All of them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're <laughs> so thought. intertwined. But you, I feel like you always see Coca-Cola commercials when you're at yeah. the theater. Right. Which is a, a kind of a positive, I think, because. This is the only positive. Is those god awful Coca Cola? Those are. I, you're looking at those the films. wrong way. Those are the. Those are the highlight of that section of waiting for the movie to start. I agree. I agree. But here's here's my qualm with it. As fun as they are to laugh at how bad they are, you just know they have like a bunch of submissions, a shit ton. <laughs> but when we go to the theater, yeah. we go. I guess too often. We just see the same one over and over and over again. And it just sure. wears its welcome. And I just know they got a bunch of those banked up. So, and now you definitely know. Who knows how many? Who knows what they're going to hit the fucking viewers with well, when they go back to theater, the theater? We won't ever see them. Apparently. That's what I'm saying. What if all, but I just thought it's Regal, and Regal definitely has Coca Cola at other ones. Yes. I'm, I'm worried that Pepsi's bought Regal, like into the shares of Regal during this whole pandemic. <laughs> Could mm. be. I don't know. Like, we'd have to, we have to go to another one to see. But, that's a big deal. So then Morgan got her sour straws. They were 18 years old. They were so old. They're like <laughs> rock they hard. They were so, they're inedible. All the, just all the candy that's at the theater right now has just been <laughs> sitting there. And they have not. For a year. Yep. They have not decided to swap that out. <laughs> that has just been sitting there. Those are the, the non-perishables. They're trying to rev back up, you know. They can't be fucking replacing everything. I mean, you know those, uh, what are they called, dabs, dibs? The, the ice cream bites? Dibs, dibs yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if dabs. those are just freezer burned. <laughs> I can, uh, Melted down, then freezer burned. They're all just, it's like a Re-frozen, block of chocolate yeah. and vanilla just freezer yeah. burned. There is no quality control on the on the snacks. Although the popcorn was good. It was good. It was very good popcorn. Because they're good thing because there's no salt out. He, oh, yeah. Well, we couldn't find it. Yeah. All right. So then we go to get our seats, and we walk to the theater, and the screen is out. It's an mm-hmm. We're watching this movie in IMAX, by the way. The screen is out. Pitch black. So, it's like but our the sound is going. So you're in the dark, and you can't fucking communicate because it's, so, it's IMAX sound. <laughs> so fucking loud. And we're trying to walk over people, but, you know. It's weird getting close to other people. You know, you're trying to get yeah. to your seat. But so the way they have the seat set up is no one, every other row is closed off and you have to have at least three seats between you and the people next to you, which to me is fucking so ideal. It's so dope. Oh, yeah. Like now yeah. is the time to go to the theater. Wow. Not to get fucking armies of people going to movie theaters, but 
I mean, I just wish there was more Hardly. good movies to see, especially with the IMAX level sound. I mean, there's I have no complaints over overhearing other people talk. There's some people who sounded like they're going to be a problem in the beginning, but I just knew that as far away as they were and with how loud the fucking sound was, it was not going to be a problem. Right. So that was fucking, I mean, distancing, so dope. Jordan is a fan of the distance. Oh, yeah. I mean, restaurants. <laughs> it is the time to be Jordan on public. I'm telling you. goes the distance, man. <laughs> so like I, said, like I said, there's no actual shit on the screen. The screen was not on, but they're playing the previews. Like they're having a technical issue. We're watching nothing, but listening to everything very loud, very loud, full of all. So we're not able to watch previews, but we're also not able to communicate with each other. <laughs> And all of a sudden I hear, put your hand in the box and don't take your hand out of the box, no matter how painful it is. And I'm like, because of the research I have done, I know this is a trailer oh, yeah. for Dune without being able to see it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is Dune. I tell Morgan that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just felt giddy just being in the know, you know, mm-hmm. without any, but then I was a little upset. I'm like, we're going to listen to a trailer for Dune. Like this is the premiere trailer. Yeah. Like there hasn't been a trailer that the yeah. fucking that you can watch. Maybe it's out now that Tenet has been released, you know? But I think it was like the trailer that went with Tenet. Mm-hmm. By the you way, haven't said we by the way, we watched Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm that's, like, super, uh, that's dope. So called it, but then mid Dune, early on in the trailer, the fucking picture came on. So we got to watch pretty much the whole trailer for Dune. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's good, but we'll see. Anyways, Tenet, the Christopher Nolan movie. Yes. Yeah. His new movie. <laughs> Highly anticipated. Tenet. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming, Jamal, that you have yet to see it. You have not had a movie go. I have not it. seen it. I have not seen it. All right, yeah. all right, all right. So this will be a spoiler-free discussion of Tenet. We're Thank not, you. I don't Thank even you. plan on discussing details about the movie. I just... Like or plot details or anything like that, just aside <laughs> okay. that I want to get in. Sure. Sure. Uh, so yeah, starring fucking John Q. Washington. What's his name? John David Washington. John David. I was like John Q. <laughs> Antoine Fisher Washington. That's what this guy's <laughs> name is. Yeah. Roman J. Israel Washington. Huh? Malcolm X. Washington. Right. You don't get what I'm doing? No. Morgan is. Oh, oh, Denzel characters. I mean. But okay. not characters, movie titles. All right, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. The Book of Eli Washington. <laughs> Philadelphia, Washington. There you go. There you go. The Inquirer, Washington. No, that's not it. The Equalizer, Washington. <laughs> the Equalizer <laughs> to Washington. So, Fences, Washington. So, we have. <laughs> <laughs> So starring his Denzel Washington's yeah. son, Training Day John Washington. Q. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. <laughs> I wanted to play. Uh, shit. shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which, this is not a spoiler, okay? So don't get mad at me. But I have not been impressed with Denzel's son. I have not been impressed with him. Yeah, as like an act, he doesn't draw my eye like the way. I mean, he's under a huge shadow here, but I mean, he is. Yeah, he's just not as charismatic. 
His voice, for one, is all. It's not a Denzel Washington kind of voice, you know. Yeah, he doesn't have that. Not flair. as commanding. <laughs> and it's the same. Like if you've seen the Black Klansman, is it sure. the Black Klansman? Yeah, I think it's just Black Klansman. <laughs> if you've seen that movie, Black Klansman, I think is actually what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you know that he, uh, I don't know, he talks in a sort of a very, like an enunciated. Like Evonics? Like, no, like non-Evonics. Like, almost like... No, Evonics. Huh? With a V. Evonics? Evonics. Like ivory. It's like I'm going for like an ivory thing. Ivonics. Ivonics. Okay. I guess, yeah, I guess not ivory. Come on now. No, I the way he talks is fine, but if but I, I had only seen him in Black Klansman, so I didn't know if, like, he's playing a character... Mm-hmm. Or if, like this is the way he is, but after watching Tenet, I'm like, oh, this is just like kind of how he like he seems like the same guy. Yeah, and he does not mm-hmm. really. To me, I feel like he might do good at playing like B roll cast, you know, side characters. But as far as like a leading man, like he's had been in two movies and he's the leading man in both of them because of his pedigree. I don't know. I've just I'm just not impressed yet. That's all I'm going to say. Sure. But cool thing, there's a area. There's two spots that are prominent in the movie in, on the Amalfi Coast that me and Morgan visited and both these spots we were hung out at. Yeah, we have like pictures. There. Nice. Yeah, like heavily. And just seeing those scenes in the movie, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> like the same <laughs> background. It's like the same background in our shots and yeah. stuff. I mean, it's fucking wild. God is <laughs> God is real on that shit. Um <laughs> But let me just say after watch, after finishing the movie and stuff that I am just so glad that we have a Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah. On the planet. I'm just so happy that he exists. I'm not going to give you my total review of the movie. Sure. I will say that it's probably my least favorite Christopher Nolan movie that exists. Not that that ex- I'm trying to think of like all like is it Insomnia better than Insomnia? I haven't still like Insomnia. I'd say it's probably better than Insomnia, only because Insomnia isn't mm-hmm. like Insomnia doesn't feel like a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, from I me- agree. It doesn't have that epic fucking level of coolness. To me, the mm-hmm. first Christopher Nolan movie is Memento, even though his first movie is The Falling, yeah. and then Skip Insomnia, yeah. and then you yep. have the fucking Batman trilogy. You have Inception, Interstellar, The Prestige, Dunkirk, uh, Dunkirk, Dunkirk. So Dunkirk. Out of those, I would have to put Tenet at the bottom. Granted, I've only seen it one time. I definitely want to mm-hmm. see it again. And it's definitely worth seeing in an IMAX theater. I'll tell you that. It's fucking loud. It is so loud. <laughs> yeah. From the fucking jump, I was like, my ears are assaulted. Assaulted? <laughs> Salty. Yeah. So anyway, so the movie ends. And then we go to, like I said, we had to walk outside to get to the theater from like inside mm-hmm. the mall. Well, now the mall's closed, so we can't walk inside the mall. And it starts raining <laughs> outside. Really hard. Oh. Like, fuck. So we're walking back in the rain and I'm trying to discuss the movie with Morgan and she's like, "What?" <laughs> but so <laughs> we're, our minds are blown. And then it puts us in the mood to fucking st- oh, shit. start watching Chris Nolan movies over this past nice. week. We saw this movie on Monday, so we've had plenty of time mm-hmm. to watch all these Christopher Nolan movies. 
Introducing yeah, I mean, Incognito. Tastes like meat made from plants. <laughs> Ruined my intro. <laughs> There's an ad on YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. <laughs> Fucking... I had this... Incognito. I had... <laughs> oh, shit. So we uh, um, started by watching Inception, right? Inception. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let me just tell you this about Inception. Of course, we've all seen it. Everyone's seen it. So sure. no spoilers on Tenet. But full spoilers on all these other Christopher Nolan yeah. movies. That we're we're going to go right. full of course. spoilers. Yeah, of course. So, this is the uh, score for Interstellar. Yeah. We, we, let's first talk about the scores across this movie. Okay. Mostly scored by Hans Zimmer. I don't think he scored Memento. Mm-hmm. I think that's too early in his career. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't, Memento doesn't really lend itself to a Hans Zimmer score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smaller scale, you know. I said that my favorite was Interstellar. I don't know what my favorite is, though. Mine is probably The Prestige. Really? <laughs> yeah. Prestige or... Like, in my head, for the longest time, I always thought it was Inception, but I rewatched it recently, maybe a few months ago. And the characters are just... They weren't as good as I remember them being when I was, like, 14, you know? We're talking about so, the scores. Yeah. Oh, the scores. I Sorry, I forgot where we're getting so fucking specific Are you i meant of your... all time i just meant overall yeah <laughs> you just meant your favorite christopher nolan movie yeah <laughs> yeah i forgot we're talking about oh, fucking fuck, scores man, for a second. way ahead of us no we're talking scores right now <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i don't know if i could comment i like the inception score <laughs> inception might be my favorite score out of all of them yeah it's just it goes so well with it but interstellar nah. i mean interstellar is hard to beat nah. Interstellar mm. probably is the most mm. epic feeling one. Yeah. Like there's something crazy like eye watering about Interstellars. Yeah. Mm. But that might just be because fucking Matthew McConaughey is always watering crying. his eyes with crazy <laughs> emotion throughout the movie. So but we so we start by watching Inception. Or I watch it and then Morgan watches it after she wakes up. Yeah, the next I did day. that a lot of these. A lot of these. I mean, I'm really trying to watch fucking crazy. I got about 30 minutes into Inception, though. That one was pretty poor performance by me. I watched the whole thing, then Morgan watched the whole thing (laughs) after me. (laughs) So you you said you recently watched Inception? You saw it when you were 14 and rewatched it? (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, yeah, I rewatched it probably three months ago or something. Three months ago, and you just were a little bit uh, underwhelmed by the characters. Yeah. Yeah, so the thing about the characters is like most of Christopher Nolan's movies, and this is I think what he gets hit hard, hardest for his criticism is how mm-hmm. cold they can be. Like especially in Inception, mm-hmm. it's very apparent. Like it's very apparent that it's most of his characters are, I don't know, they just sort of explain things. The dialogue's not great in the movie. Right, right. Like Leo is good, and what's her face is good. His wife, Marion Cotillard. Cotillard. Yeah, so that all stuff, I don't really have much of an issue with that. Maybe some cheese here and there, but other than that, it's pretty good, um, especially on Leo's part. But everything else around it is is not, I don't know, it was pretty lacky lust. What about, how do you feel about Killian? I mean, uh, <laughs> not not great about him. Really? I always like in him. In that role. I always love seeing him. I love I love I love Killian Murphy for sure. But in I mean 
it's not his fault. You know, I don't fault him in that role. It's definitely his oh, whole fucking. Sure. I love the. I, he kept the pinwheel. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay. So after watching Inception, let me just say I have a quarrel with the kick. Quarrel with the kick. We can oh, talk about that. Oh, quarrel with the kick. Let's talk. Small about quarrel that. with the kick. We get in like last last week. We talked about my quarrel with the the time traveling of about time. Mm-hmm. Now I got a quarrel with the kick. Okay. Yeah. So in the movie, if you'll recall, in the beginning, like the opening sequence, they give Leo the kick to wake up out of that fucking Chinese house, right? Yes. So they throw him, <laughs> they throw him into a bathtub, like his sleeping right. self into a bathtub. Yeah. Water comes flooding in in the dream world. Oh, I remember. And he and he wakes up. Mm-hmm. Now. Right. Fucking for some reason. So now they've established that the kick happens to the person who is sleeping to wake them up out of the dream. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. You don't kick the person who's dream like the dream version of themselves. That doesn't wake them up. However, at the very end of the movie, that's the sequence in which they show do you know how they ride the kick up yeah. to get out? Yeah. They only sh- they show uh fucking Juno. They show mm-hmm. her rising <laughs> up out of the kicks. Yeah. In the backwards order. Yeah. They show right. she fucking she first of all she jumps off the the building, which why it doesn't make any sense that she would do that, but she jumps off of this building and then wakes up in the fucking snow fortress, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the next level mm-hmm. up. Yeah, and then the hotel. and then and then they'll because they're blowing up the snow fortress. Yeah, and then she falls on the fucking thing and she wakes up in the hotel elevator Mm -hmm. and then the hotel elevator fucking moves her and she wakes up in the car falling into the car and then the fucking car splashes over and she wakes up on the plane or they don't show her wake up they don't show anybody wake up on the plane except for leo at the end but that just happens in the wrong like i feel like they could have easily fixed that just showing the other way around of her opening her eyes because the kick happened to her in her fucking sleeping body Mm. well i thought she killed herself or something it was different than a kick, like she's being killed or something. No, no, no. So here's the thing. If you die, this is the thing that they got right. If you die while they had that sedative in them from the chemist. All right, you're like in limbo. You go basically. to limbo, which is how Leo gets to limbo to follow right. fucking the Chinese man who dies in the dream world. Right. So that makes sense because both Juno and fucking Leo are on top of the building and she jumps off and he fucking stays to die. So he can go. Oh, right, right. So he can chase after. That's why he's confused when he, they find him in the fucking uh, mm-hmm. in the thing. Because he drowns. That's how he dies, is he drowns in the, wa- in the, in the van that goes into the water. Right. And they don't get him out. They don't mm-hmm. sh- oh, wake him up and shake him out. So his body fucking, his dream self dies. And there he goes. To, that's why he wakes up in the fucking ocean and they poke a gun in his back. Anyway, so I have no quarrel with that. That all makes sense to me. The only quarrel I had was that fucking Juno's riding the kick up back like you can't you don't kick yourself out of the dream right someone kicks you out you're a fucking sleeping body come on guys right right so maybe if chris can give me a call and tell me why he decided to do it that way yeah that'd be great another little thing about the movie leo and um his wife yeah what's her molly mall mall call her mall (laughs) and fucking leo's name is dom dom cobb cobb (laughs) they spend what is equivalent to 50, relatively 50 years, their own time, mm-hmm. he says, building architecture and shit in limbo, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
if they're spending 50 fucking years in this place, just the two of them, he had no problem spending for them was 50 years away from their children. Right. Then. Uh-huh. I don't know if they had no problem with it. But they did. I mean, they're just like not. And now it's like he's so all about being with his kids. But it's like, okay, I get that. But it's like you haven't seen your kids for 50 fucking years. <laughs> you just didn't get tired of not seeing your kids then. It just seems kind of weird. You didn't. I mean, maybe it has to do with the limbo-ness of it, you know? Yeah. They're sort of fucking delusional. They don't miss their kids. They're in a fucking dream, deep, deep, deep dream dream. I mean, eventually they he convinces Molly that they need to go up, that their world is not real, and that's why that's the mm-hmm. inception that he creates in Molly. I don't know. You guys don't think that's weird that you would... Would you do that? I mean, <laughs> I mean they, he went into it knowing that, I feel. Went into... Because they went into it knowing they're going to go that deep. They probably didn't realize the power. Maybe. The, the ramifications okay. of their actions. Okay, well, that all that aside, they wake up on the fucking floor. I'm like, you you guys didn't want to lay down on a bed? Yeah. <laughs> Before you started tripping. They wake up on the fucking living room floor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> anyways, all this, all this fucking criticism of Inception or whatever, I personally think it's fucking Christopher Nolan's masterpiece. It's my favorite. Of the non-Batman related Christopher oh, yeah. Nolan's, I think it's I mm. think it's fucking so good. It's so fucking good. And <laughs> if you think the pinwheel's lame, I mean, I just gotta say, I think the pinwheel's great. I, I love the pinwheel. Give me more pinwheel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I think from concept to execution, scale to Hans Zimmer to fucking everything. Mm. You're going, you're zooming out. You're, we're not talking just score right now. No, I'm talking about the whole movie. I think it's, I think it is Christopher Nolan's masterpiece. It hits so many cool things. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree that it's definitely dope, especially once it really gets into it and they've gotten over all the characters fucking explaining to you what's about to happen the whole time. Right. Then it gets, then it does get very entertaining and dope and, and all that shit. But upon rewatch, that was difficult. It's like, oh fuck, I don't remember it being this. Ugh. My count here's my counter to that. The first time I watched the movie, I was a bit a little like, I don't know if this like this is movie is kind of out right. there. And it's not yeah. until they get into the main heist halfway into the movie that then is the rest of the movie where I'm like, this is dope. That that to me is like the first viewing reaction I have. It's not until the rewatch that I actually enjoy the first half. Because now I'm like I'm getting all the little details of how it all works, and I guess it, it's like I'm buying in and becoming interested in how chair dreaming works and all that <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. To me, it, I just eat it up. I just love. Which is I love so the sci-fi element because of it you hate dreams. This is a this you're is a movie famous, idea and you're execution famous for hating dreams. So I just think it's funny <laughs> that there's a difference between hating you're a dream hater. I don't hate dreams. I hate when people tell me their dreams. Right, but <laughs> you want to live in one. Right, but if someone told me a dream, <laughs> if someone told me their, I don't want to live the movie. I'm telling, I just like the movie. I know. Okay. <laughs> if someone told me a dream and Inception didn't exist, and they told me the plot of Inception, I'd be like, "This is a dope dream." Hmm. Is what I'm saying. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're probably right. I <laughs> probably it's so bored. You're probably going with a preconceived notion like this is gonna be. 
this is bullshit. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to put myself in those shoes of somebody who's <laughs> listening to someone tell them, like, dude, I just had a dream mm-hmm. where I was sharing my dream with other people, and I was having a dream within a dream. <laughs> I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, okay. But here's how cool Inception is. Uh, it came out in 2010, which is like 10 years after like The Matrix. To me, it, it's almost like The Matrix of 2010. Okay. I don't know what the new Matrix is of 2020. There hasn't been very many movies. That's I don't true. think it's Tenet, but I've only seen it once. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> as far as like that level of groundbreaking sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. like The Matrix at the uh-huh. time, it was like, holy fuck, like blow your mind cool. To me, that's what Inception was in 2010. It was like getting back to like, here's something brand new yeah, that's just super cool and changes the way we live our lives. Yeah. In little now ways. Now we have lots yeah. of Inception memes. But he's changed the meaning of the word Inception. <laughs> now people use the word Inception to mean like, oh, it's like, inse- it means like going within something that's yeah. within something. Yeah. It's like meta now. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not yeah. even what the word means. It just means fucking the spawning of an idea, mm-hmm. the inception of something. But now people use it incorrectly all the time because of this movie. Yeah. And it's become yeah. so ingrained in pop culture and stuff, the idea of Inception. And to me, it's like, it's a fucking landscape changing this movie. So to me, that's his fucking, it's, Nolan's masterpiece started off with that, and I just got to say, goddamn, I love it. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's good. So the next one we watched is Memento. Went back to early Nolan. Boy, does he love to play. He loves two things in in his movies. He loves Mm -hmm. playing with time, Yep. and he loves gravity shifts. (laughs) These (laughs) these are the two things that he fucking loves the fuck out of. I don't know if he has any gravity shifting in Memento. That's but. right. He does an Inception too. He's like no gravity. He's gra- like the shifting gravity. Like you're in the back of a van, right? No, that's now. my favorite. That's yeah. my favorite line <laughs> of the whole movie. Like, I remember they kidnapped me. I was in a van. <laughs> that explains the gravity shifts. <laughs> Leo is so intense during that whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's so fucking intense. <laughs> but yeah, Memento. God damn, this movie's so dope. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It might be. Yeah. Second favorite, it might be second favorite after Inception. Okay, Inception, I have to give it to it because of just the scale of it. Yeah, it's just so epic and it it makes me smile, which is why, which brings me back to me just loving that we have a Christopher Nolan, Mm -hmm. someone who fucking gets that huge blockbuster movie budget but tries to do something brain bendy and cool with it and not try and he lets audiences figure a lot for themselves out or like he doesn't hold their hand yeah he doesn't hold their hand good memento though i mean this one is like one of those movies that i think becomes better and better with reputed viewings (laughs) i mean when i saw it the first time i was a kid i was like i thought it was almost too young but i thought it was cool like i understood the concept of it yeah so i was like the concept is what grabbed me first you told me you know what's funny i don't know if you remember this i've only seen memento i'd never heard of it until we were fb chatting and it was <laughs> you've your... seen the movie but you never heard of it that's some fucking mo- straight that's some real memento shit right there that's some i don't know what you're <laughs> <about>. <laughs> you saw it and then your short-term memory forgot it <laughs> No, I had never seen it until I met you, and then you recommended. You were like, this is a dope-ass movie or whatever, and so I watched it. What did you think of it then? I remember knowing that it was, I'm trying to put myself two days ago, you know, like before we watched it the second time. 
I knew there was a time thing. Yeah. I thought it was good, but I don't think I knew all the deets. It's good. It's fucking dope. And, uh, you know, it's the, it's the beginning. It's like the reason why they're like, let's give this man an actual budget to work with. Because that movie, yeah. not a huge budget movie. No. But he does a lot with, with very little. Guy Pierce. Yeah. A little bit of ink in a hotel room. Ink in a hotel room. Ink a bank a bottle of... <laughs> And a Polaroid camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just cool. Yeah. In general. A Polaroid? Nice That's aesthetic. Very, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole Polaroid thing. Even the first shot of the movie where it's yeah. he's shaking the picture. It looks like it's just a regular And thing. it just starts disappearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Undeveloping. Yeah. <laughs> Setting the tone. Uh, yeah. I love, I love Memento. You don't have any huge complaints? There's no pinwheels mm-hmm. in there. <laughs> there are no pinwheels. That's a big plus. I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, nope, I don't think so. Dope. Yeah, so then we watched Dunkirk. Wow. I haven't seen Dunkirk since I saw it with you guys Aww, in the theater. I don't think we had either. Yeah, this is the second time seeing Dunkirk. And let me tell you, knowing no, knowing the, the gimmick in that ahead of yeah. time helps a lot. Yeah. Sure. And it actually makes it way more enjoyable to watch. Not that I didn't enjoy it the first time, right? But it's a to- it's a different viewing. Oh yeah, and it's like oh I, mm-hmm. I now that's, that's kind of cool though. Like my main thing that was confusing the first time watching it was that it follows in the in the one week area on the beach of Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. It follows mm-hmm. these. It starts off as one kid, then they add a second, then they add a third, and all three of these dudes are unknown actors. Yeah. And, I was and just, they all have mm-hmm. black hair. And they get intermixed with <laughs> other soldiers that are on yeah. there, and, and they're all wearing the same uniform. Yeah. And so it's just like, I, don't, I didn't understand the character development of what happened. Mm-hmm. That was like getting lost. Right. Of like, who are, like, why is he? And then none of them talk. So they're I just know. like acting. That's what I noticed in this movie that was so crazy is how no one, there's no dialogue. It's like so crazy. Yeah, most of the dialogue happens on the boat with, um, what's his fucking name? Oh my god. Old man. Uh Gilderoy Lockhart. No. No. <laughs> Fucking Oh, not that guy. He won a Oh, Oscar. I know who you're talking about. The dude from uh BFG. Bridges Spies or whatever. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't I don't I couldn't tell you his fucking name. But holy shit, we did not notice the first time we watched this movie that the the young lad on the boat, George who gets, you know, whacked in the head and dies, uh, mm-hmm. is the kid from Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, he's the weird one. Holy fuck, uh, dude. And he's fucking weird in this movie. We've so never no, I don't, seen I don't him know. before, and we both were like, what the hell, man? And he's fucking weird right. in Dunkirk. I think he's mentally retarded or something in <laughs> Dunkirk <laughs> because the way they treat him is like he's like not all yeah. there. But yeah, let me tell you, this movie's dope. It, d- it definitely deserves a, a rewatch. Like I said, Nolan fucking delivers on this one as well. It doesn't do as much, but again, he's playing with time, and there's that, and there's <laughs> gravity. cool gravity shifting shots when the boats are tipping yeah, over yeah. and stuff. So sure. you, you always get you get slanted water is what you get with Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Lots of slanting water. Uh, it's, a, it's one of his signatures. Yeah, enjoyed that. You got Tom Hardy. You got a cameo voice of Michael Caine coming in over the fighter pilot oh. to Tom Hardy. Because Michael Caine's got to be in I all of them. I didn't notice movies. that. At least after sure. Memento. After Memento, Michael Caine's in all of them. Yeah. He's in one scene in Tenet. 
which is like, I don't even know if this scene's important. I have to rewatch the movie to even know if that scene's important. Oh my God, dude. But it was one. Bruh, I have no idea what happened in that movie. <laughs> 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 then, okay, let's get into it. Mm. We watched Interstellar. Yeah. Bing bong. Bing. Bing bong. Bing bong. That's bing another bong, one I haven't seen since I saw it in the theater. Really? What? Yeah. Highly recommend a rewatch. Let Those me tell are you. mountains there. It's a wave. Yeah. I think all Christopher Nolan movies, you got to rewatch them because for me, most of the first time watching it, it's like you don't really p- pick up what's happening until like halfway into the movie. Mm-hmm. So right, now it's like you're watching right. the second half. Trying uh, to kind of catch up. Yeah. Like refill in the mm-hmm. gaps of, of your brain. Well, yeah, that, but it's just like I'm enjoying the second half. But oh, the see. entire first half, I'm just spending, like, trying to solve a puzzle here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to get left in the dust, you know? Ooh. Whereas, you, I mean, you really should just sort of pay attention scene to scene and not try to <laughs> right. grasp the whole thing and just trust that he will, like, sort of explain it to you. That's, like, an interstellar, I feel like a lot of the little things you pick up on or just, like, a lot of, like, the world building that he does of like what's happening on earth and like all the the plan a versus the plan B situation and Mm -hmm. why it's important for certain characters and, and not others and who actually, whose motivations lie where. And I think it's all, it all comes together in a non confusing way, I guess. Like you just, to me, I'm watching it the first time. I'm just like, why let's go Matthew McConaughey. Let's get you in space. Yeah. 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 Upon watching it the first time, I'm like, this is like a three and a half out of five movie. And then rewatching mm-hmm. it, I'm like, nah, this is like, this is a four. <laughs> yeah. I a- like Interstellar. I remember you dogging it out last time we watched it a little bit. Well, I just remember the first time watching it and just being a little bit like, I guess what I dog out about it is just like this, maybe the scientific inaccuracies. No, you didn't like Anne Hathaway. I don't like Anne Hathaway <laughs> in it. I still don't. But... She doesn't bother me as much. I guess she, she just seems like a fucking. I just I, I don't know. I'm just not impressed with okay. her performance in it. You think Anne Hathaway is a bitch? I don't think she's a bitch. You think she's a bitch? And again, we're talking about the character. I have nothing what, to say about that. That's the what you. That's what you were gonna say. It's not. It's not. What were you gonna say? But that's the thing. Like, it's not about whether the character themselves are likable or not. I can. I can. You can. L- love to hate a character you know someone who is purposefully mm-hmm. a bitch in yeah. a movie but you're like god damn they play that bitch well you know mm-hmm. right so like i don't want it to be confused like oh man she was so mean to matthew mcconaughey in this movie i didn't like her one bit <laughs> yeah. it's not what's happening i just don't of course not i just think i just feel like her fucking big watery eyes <laughs> are just mm-hmm. a little over the top no matthew mcconaughey yeah. is definitely over the top in this movie as well oh my gosh so McGee. but I mean, it's almost just it. But he's draws the emotional eye. character. Yeah, he's the one who's like, yeah. you're going on his ride, right. you know. And he's just he's yeah. just very charismatic while he's doing it, so he's fun to watch. It's just so over the top. Like <laughs> my favorite thing that he does is when he gets his face real close to another person's face, but he doesn't oh, yeah. look them yeah. in the eye for the first part of his paragraph, and then, and then right yeah, at the last, then he boom, right into Michael Caine's mm-hmm. eyes, daggers. <laughs> now you telling me. Like he's just like he just has so many little fucking super intense things that nobody in the real world would ever do when talking to another he's person. That, he's got that machismo. Yeah. 
but I love the movie. I even like, maybe like the first time watching it, I was a little bit like, that's kind of like completely crazy that you would dive into a black hole and inside the black hole right. would be a bunch of fucking ways of you to communicate Tars. with your own timeline, <laughs> personal timeline. Yeah. But then re- upon rewatch, I, I fucking, I buy into it and I'm like, as crazy as it is, they do somewhat explain it. Yeah, we built it. In a future selves sort of right. way. Yeah, like I think you brought this up pretty recently, Jamal, but the Anne Hathaway scene where she's trying to convince Matthew McConaughey to go to her boyfriend's planet as opposed to Matt Damon's planet. And you were talking about how you just didn't like that scene because her argument was like for love or something. And it's like a little. Oh, I mean, I feel like I brought that up like when I first saw the movie. I don't feel like I brought that up recently. You definitely, I definitely brought it feel up. that way. You brought it up like me sitting in this chair talking to you. I don't think that's true. It's 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100% true. Everyone can, everybody can f- go fuck themselves. So, I mean, you, you very, uh, I don't remember bringing that up recently, but I'd, I definitely could have because I definitely agree with what you're saying. I definitely feel that way. Yeah, well, here's how I know that we've talked about this recently is because I'm I'm just recalling that conversation knowing that you did that, like that that's how you feel about that scene, you know? And I, I definitely have no memory of your thoughts on Interstellar prior to me sitting at this computer on this fucking, I don't know if we were recording a podcast or if it was like after the podcast and you just decided to give me your opinion on Interstellar. But it was possible. It's It's very possible. It's definitely recently that you have told me your opinion on this, and it's it's right. Am I am I not wrong that you that you've told me this about that scene? I've probably definitely told you about that. I don't remember when. I'll take your word for it that it was very recently. But but you do acknowledge the Anne Hathaway. Yes, I. It's funny because Anne Hathaway starts by talking about a good reason to go to her boyfriend's planet instead. Yeah. Like she actually tells him like the fucking mm. like his date is solid, even like even more so. Like it was it wasn't like Matt Damon's planet was far and by far and away better and she just wants to go see her boyfriend. It was like they're pretty much mm-hmm. equivalent with his sort of even edging Matt Damon's planet out. It's just that Matt Damon's planet was closer and Matthew McConaughey was like even you said that he was the best among everyone as far as like his integrity or whatever. Like he's the leader of the pack mm-hmm. of the twelve that went out to find new planets, and so mm-hmm. then she jumps out of her argument, her solid argument, and then she's like, "But maybe love is a real reason." Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. Well. yeah. And then right after that, without even fucking, like, it doesn't even feel like the end of the discussion. Matthew McConaughey is like, "Set the coordinates to man's planet, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon's planet." <laughs> yeah, doesn't that it comes back around as like that sort of is. The answer is love. Well, man fucking goes on this whole rant about, like, the last thing you see before you die is your kids' faces, and it's that thing that, like, makes us want to live on and survive and blah, blah, blah. It's because we're human. But that's the thing, is I almost feel like uh, Christopher Nolan is putting all that in there because people keep giving him shit for his movies (laughs) being too cold. And he's like, well, here's... So this is, like, his most... Even though it's out in the darkness and coldness of space, yeah. he tries to put the most warmth and heart into it, right. making it about love and shit. Yeah. Well, I read handed. that. 
after I saw it, I, I might be remembering this wrong, but but that there was a different ending that Jonathan Nolan had written that was much more scientifically based and and all this shit. But then Christopher Nolan decided to change it to the, the love thing. Wonder how that would have turned out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing: doing this whole deep dive into Nolan and stuff. I just, it's almost like now I've just bought into it. Like a lot of it is just. I don't like, feel like they're cold per se. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I would never be like, oh, they're so cold. All of his movies. I just would have never. That wouldn't be the first thing I would have thought about about it. Yeah, no, I just, I felt like, I mean, it depends on what you mean by cold. I don't think, like, they're, like, psychopaths, like, his characters are, like, that's an exaggeration, but it's not like they're playing cold characters well, like, in Inception, for example, like, in the first half, I just almost, like, don't care about them. It's not that they're cold. That's the thing, it's, like, the dialogue, the the characters themselves, it's, like, they're just pawns to... Tell this story. To tell this cool idea story. Okay. Right. Which, to me, he just does better than fucking everybody Mm -hmm. who's doing sci-fi, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. he comes up with these super cool, super epic stories. Yeah. And then you just go along for the ride. And so a lot of it, you don't don't feel that coldness of the character because you're so fucking... Slapped in the face. Amazed. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, By, like, what you're you're watching. It's like you're having a good time. To me, like, that Interstellar, upon rewatch is like the ultimate fucking modern day space movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's, they're mm-hmm. fucking, I think it blows gravity out of the water, even though gravity mm-hmm. I think has better, is like better reviewed. Yeah. I like the, um, the grandness of interstellar. I know. It's of just, like, it, you're really going to go to these other planets. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like in this, just the total ambition of it. Yeah. Is just insane. Yeah. To do an, an just under three hours, he's able to do this movie, and it's dystopian. It's like crazy planetary, but it's like this is a fucking movie water. experience. <laughs> yeah, like you're never gonna yeah, see a fucking yeah. TV show be able to pull off what Interstellar does. Right, it's just too right. fucking crazy. The budget's too big, I guess, is mm-hmm. is the limiting factor for TV. But I mean, it's just so dope. Well, also. I'll, let me throw this in your nutsack and hand it to Put you. Put my nutsack in your hand. And squeeze. <laughs> yeah. sure. um, we're talking about his characters blowing lots of D's, but Tars mm-hmm. is a goddamn robot who mm-hmm. you love mm-hmm. in this movie. You love him. Tars? Yeah. He's my favorite Tars. Slick. <laughs> what, what, how, do you, how do you feel about Case? <laughs> I don't like Case. You don't like Case? <laughs> I, See, I didn't. It was never this clean, slick. I didn't realize until like <laughs> probably like ten minutes to the end of the movie that it was a different that robot. Tars and Case were two different robots. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the first time watching it, oh, I didn't shit. like that. I don't remember there being two robots. There's two. There's I one that just stays on board because there's one that's is it on um, endurance? No. Yeah, Tars is the robot that's on their fucking spaceship, and then I think Case is on endurance or the other way around. Or no. No, no, because Tars is the one that he meets at NASA yeah. in the beginning. So he goes with them. And I think, isn't, or is just Case just. Case is like the fucking joystick. Yeah, he's the fucking, <laughs> he's the command center <laughs> con- controls. Yeah. Okay. Because he's definitely he's not... there when he's like trying to dock 
to endurance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Case is, but isn't he? The, isn't Case the one who is like has the humor setting and shit? No, that's Char's. But I thought he was doing that to him while he was fucking on the. That's the thing. Like they're two identical looking robots. <laughs> Yeah, well, because when he puts Tars, he puts the new power source in Tars when he's on the, at the end of the movie. Right, right. And he's like humor setting, 75, and then he's like, says something dumb. Right, I guess that makes sense. And after they do all that fucking humor stuff with him, mm-hmm. then Matthew McConaughey's like, you don't talk a lot, Case. And he's like, Tars <laughs> does enough talking for the both of us. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, I like Tars. She likes stars. It's a cool little robot that, like, when it goes yeah. fast, it, like, fucking spins and shit. I know. And when they're on Gravity Island, I'm like, why wasn't he carrying them the whole time? Oh, and, and Water Planet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they fuck up, and then he just comes in and swoops them up all fast and shit. Like, why don't like, they just the send fuck? him out? Like, he, <laughs> yeah. and he, he, I guess maybe he's not dexterous enough to just go out there and pick like, something up and retrieve the, the data yeah. capsule or whatever. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they would have been out of there toot sweet <laughs> if they just sent him. Especially since fucking one hour or seven years yeah. in that place. <laughs> but good goddamn. I mean, fucking Christopher Nolan. He's one of the few directors that you got to go see his new movie, you know? Yeah. There's there's lots of directors that- You want the theater experience. Yeah. Oh, not even that. Okay. Every <laughs> single movie, no matter what- <laughs> I mean, his, his just so happened to be theater releases all the time. But no matter what, if he makes a movie, I'm going to go see it. He's one of those guys, you know? I put him on the level. I put Denis on that level. Mm-hmm. Every movie sure. he makes, I'm going to fucking watch that thing. David Fincher. Every movie David Fincher makes, I'm going to go watch it. Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. But that's here's the thing about Martin Scorsese. Fucking, well, one, he's about to die. He's so old. <laughs> Two, he... I haven't seen all of his movies. I've seen a lot of them, but like we haven't even watched Silence, and that's a Martin Scorsese movie. Ooh, it's been right. on our list to watch forever. So I, I just haven't seen all of his. Silence is, I've seen Silence. It's good. It's not his best movie by any means. It definitely feels like a, a departure the way some of his older movies are departure from his gangster films and, 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 and the likes. But... um. There are some funny fucking moments unintentionally funny. in silence. Oh. Yeah. And an otherwise very sort of dark and uh, grueling drama. There yeah, that's why I... You say departure. Moments. I thought you were going to say departed. I was like, I loved the departed. <laughs> no, I love the departed as well. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I've been too scared to watch silence. Why? She's scared of the water, people being tortured by being hung out in the water. Mm-hmm scares her. Oh, yeah, you don't like that shit. I don't like slanted water. <laughs> Dunkirk is a true story. You didn't know that? No, I know that. <laughs> I'm aware of it. I'm just saying... It's the, his only one. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, the seems... procedure is a true story. <laughs> <laughs> JK. Historical fiction, come on now. Yeah, Tesla. I'm just saying they're all sort of, you know, extravagant. And Dunkirk is extravagant, but true. True story. But he was like, water? Sign me up. I can do something cool with time. I can tell this story (laughs) in in three different time scales. (laughs) Time. (laughs) Yeah. Interstellar, he definitely hits those those two the hardest, I'd say. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time oh. shifts. The incredible. most opportunity. Yeah, he can make it time obey travel, his rules. Time travel with the yeah. fucking <laughs> string fucking book library. Absolute god. <laughs> and talk about gravity. <laughs> gravity. Oh my god. Hard in that movie. Hard gravity. Hard gravity. Huge Nolan episode we got for you. You guys. know what's Hope funny like is we Nolan. know oh the gravity of like all the planets. He made sure that that was like check the box. So like on man's planet, gravity is a lovely eighty percent of what it is on Earth. Right, but that's an important fucking detail. I know. (laughs) When you're trying to get the deets of a new planet to move humanity to. What the gravity is. The level of gravity, I feel like, is top five details. Yeah. I don't know whether it gets 30 days of darkness is pretty important. Well, yeah, that's why he gives it that information. (laughs) What year did Interstellar come out? Like end of 2014? Yeah, Yeah, that sounds right. And then The Martian came out 2015. Right, and The Martian is subpar to Interstellar. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're following Matt Damon's character. It's sort of his story. Right. It's a prequel. Fucking, what's his name? Martin Chutney or something? (laughs) Um, fuck. Mark. Mark Watney. It's a good book. Mark Watney. The book is great, but the movie, I just feel like it's a little too, it just looks a little weird. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Like Interstellar to me is like, it, like has he like it? You know, he mixes lots of practical effects with the special effects, so it really fucking mm-hmm. gets you in. It feels real, you know. It feels mm-hmm. feels good. It's timeless. <laughs> yeah. But there's something a little too special effectsy about The Martian. Filmed in Jordan. Oh. So then we watched The Dark Knight. Which. And then Morgan skipped over Begins. Huh? So. Oh shit. Sorry, did I? <laughs> you totally blew the mic up. But so, <laughs> but, I just love how fucking on you're about to dog dog me out, and then Jamal fucking backed me up hard. He didn't back you up. <laughs> he just he just mentioned the obvious. And here's here's what I will dog about Morgan. We got to the end of the movie. We watched the whole fucking mm-hmm. thing, and then she goes, "Okay, so can we watch part two now?" She goes, oh boy. And I go, you mean part three? (laughs) And then she had this realization on her face that was like, oh, I thought this was like, what's the first one? Like, she just poison water. I knew it. It took you. She did. Well, you watched the whole of Dark, the Dark Knight. I was willing to give it a slide, not realizing that it was the second one. (laughs) And then I said, yeah, well, we watched it today, and I was like, well, we didn't have time to watch all three before the Nolan podcast that we're about to do, yeah. and I just wanted to watch the you one that I the really wanted night. to watch, yeah. I just right. I just felt like it was not my husband in my room. I was like, get the fuck out of the bedroom. Well, here's the thing. The Dark Knight is a standalone movie. You, do, you don't have to have seen <laughs> Batman Begins, unless you were... A hundred percent unfamiliar of who Batman is. I am <laughs> like you're just yeah. married to oblivious. someone who respects the timeline of movie making <laughs> and film consumption. But it, to be fair, you're you're watching a Christopher Nolan movie, so it's in tradition to sort of watch it out of the fucking order, you know? Oh, okay. Fuck with the timeline a little bit. Oh, see, Jamal's on my side. And <laughs> Batman Begins is just an origin story. You need to have seen it to watch the third one, I will have say, to get the full grasp of the third one. Mm -hmm. 
even so, I would say you it's not a requirement. It just helps with the enjoyment. Anyways, The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. you got to back me up on this, Jamal. You don't have to have seen <laughs> Batman Begins. No. I didn't say. To, I never but, said that. I never right. said. No, I we, agree. I have no idea what but happened in this movie because we didn't watch it. But if you're going to enter into it, it does make sense. It's, it's a little odd. I mean, I, now that I have the full context, I get it. You wanted to see it before the Nolan pod. Great. But it is, on first glance, a strange decision. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen all the movies before, right. it, I mean, it's not that weird. Yeah, because, that's what I'm saying. If I had never uh, seen it's Batman definitely Begins, the, then the yeah. the best would... one, you know? Yeah. It might be, if we include them, It that might be my favorite Christopher Nolan film in, 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 in a strange way. Yeah, well, that's why I didn't include them when I say it. Because The Dark Knight right. is the best Christopher Nolan movie ever made. Yeah. It's so fucking yeah. good. Front to back, I mean, the scale of it, the execution Mm -hmm. of it, the fucking how many times the Joker is blowing your mind throughout this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Menacing, but intelligent and just like maniacally playing (laughs) with the fucking city of Gotham. It's just, does it so well. And then he blows up the hospital and he's like. He's funny. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's funny. You know, it's not that he's not funny. He's definitely funny. Definitely hilarious as he's murdering people. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy because that and Iron Man 1, they came out around the same time, right? And those mm-hmm. set the fucking pace for superhero movies henceforth. <laughs> you know, now sure. that we're so inundated with superhero movies, uh-huh. it's just fucking crazy. Yeah. Now, the fucking Dark Knight is. Like it's never been topped, right? <laughs> it's fucking yeah. It's so fucking good, and I I mean, there's been lots of fun Marvel movies and shit. There's been no fun DC movies, but there's been lots of fun Marvel <laughs> ones. Yeah, but none of them have fucking captured just the level of a good movie masterpiece of a movie that The Dark Knight is. Right, so good. Yeah, no, it's impressive to to do that with a superhero movie in general. Maybe I just feel that way because of the mass amount of shitty superhero movies but it seems like it would be a hard thing to do in general because of how kids how serious it takes itself yeah but gets you on board with taking itself so seriously you know with something that is so ridiculous (laughs) you know something that is so you're the police are talking to a man in a fucking bat costume are you fucking joking but you know and if you're you know you're a child you can get on board with that sort of a thing but to be able to enjoy it as an adult, like, no, you you don't even give a fuck, you know? I mean, we're all used to the idea of Batman, don't get me wrong. But it does take itself so seriously, and it does it so well, and you're completely on board. And it doesn't necessarily uh, fucking ride, like, n- the nostalgia things of the, you know, or it doesn't get comic booky. There's no Robin. There's no Robin. He's, well, he's in the next one. Right, but he's very much nightwing e. And not Robin, <laughs> you know? He's right. Not... There's nothing that's just over the top, like, okay. So, yeah. I mean, this movie just makes me want to fucking have just a very, it's very uh, uh, onanastic experience. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my so, God. Like I'm sorry? <laughs> it's, it's sort of like, well, I don't know. It's like very onanastic. <laughs> you know? Oh, fuck my life. <laughs> uh <laughs> Okay. Fantastic. I'll bite. Uh, <laughs> mind blowing 
pleasurable. Close, very close. <laughs> Orgasmic. <laughs> Even closer. <laughs> Blowing your wad. Uh, very, almost directly spot on. You're just missing a detail. Um, anally. <laughs> no, now you're going backwards. Pun intended. Oh, from the tip of your penis. What? Orally. <laughs> <laughs> Onanastic is pulling out, so ejaculation occurs outside the vagina. Oh my gosh. Oh. So like masturbation is an onanastic experience. Okay. That's a good word. Very good word. I never heard of it, and I thought I knew all them words, you know what I'm saying? Up those alleys, <laughs> up that alley of words. Uh, yeah. You thought you knew all. <laughs> I thought I knew. I thought you couldn't <laughs> fucking pull a sex word on me. <laughs> so, what have you seen, Jamal? Oh, I see. I have I seen saw a show. <laughs> Don't forget. What did you see, Morgan? I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Go ahead, Jamal. Um, I saw Frost Nixon. It was the first movie I saw this week. I oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, I had never seen it before. Definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Uh, then I watched The Cabin in the Woods. Never Ooh. seen it. That's a, that, that was pretty. I saw it in theater. It's pretty good. It is it's pretty, pretty good. good. I like you know that does the whole like oh all the monsters. Yeah, yeah. It's got some funny moments. There's some mov- there's some parts of that movie that really that really I was like oh I don't want to fucking look. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Like I, I it's been a while since I've seen it, but isn't there a scene like with the elevators and shit? There's like a Willy Wonka elevator thing going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a scene where like they come like face to face with a very ominous dude looking thing. Oh yeah, and he's got like saws in his head and shit. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. I just remember being like real creeped out. Like when they went oh, into yeah. there. He's just very stoic. Yeah, because and it wasn't necessarily of him, but it was like the idea of like what else is fucking because mm-hmm. like it's just this infinity of yeah. infinity of fucking monsters that we're about to see. Which I'm not really scared of monsters, but I am scared of like human humanoid. You're not afraid of monsters. I'm scared something. of like scary humanoid things. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right, right. Something that's been like like what's the backstory? Like what like is it the psychological history that got them to this point that disturbs you yeah it's the idea that there's someone who has humanity in them who is now corrupting that humanity and almost like betraying you it's like it's like it's scary clown shit you know clowns are like like this fucking it's like this is not a serial killer like these people like somebody could decide to go and do this in real life you know i'm not scared of like fucking crazy like sharp tooth bats and and pterodactyl monsters like obviously bats are real and right. shit and i'd be scared of those in real life if they were fucking flying around my head <laughs> but like i'm not scared of those in but movies. i'm watching them in a, in a in a movie yeah 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 no i i uh but i enjoyed it you know uh i thought uh richard jenkins and uh bradley whitford were were great i feel like i don't see bradley whitford that often and i was having that thought during the movie i was like i feel like i haven't seen him and anything since like fucking uh billy madison you know like he just what's he been up to you know is he the guy is he the fucking um competition guy he yeah he's the one who's up against adam sandler yeah yeah okay yeah i know i know he is yeah yeah so i was like but i was thinking about it the whole movie i was like yeah i I enjoy him is he in get out uh he is he is in get out he's He's the the dad dad. get out yeah 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 
And then the next movie I watched after The Cabin in the Woods just pulled it from my list, Other People. What is this? Jesse Plemons, Molly Shannon, Bradley Whitford. Oh, God is real. God is real. (laughs) What a blessing. Holy smokes. Other People, movie rental of the week. I really enjoyed this movie. Have we seen this? I thought oh, it was is very this good. is this where Jesse Plemons is a gay man? Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, I've seen Jesse Plemons is a fucking rock star in this movie, man. And that don't he mean is literally. So good. He just transforms in this movie. Yeah. Everybody's great in this movie. Don't get me wrong, but Jesse Plemons is phenomenal. Isn't like everything movie. to me when I saw Jesse Plemons in this movie, I thought I was like, okay, this guy is good. I was like, this guy is our, our modern mm-hmm. day Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like that's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, sure, yeah, just yeah. the way. And I guess maybe just because of Philip Seymour Hoffman's character and and Boogie Nights, how he plays that, just his gay mannerisms mm-hmm. and stuff are just so fucking. Yeah, yeah, it's just so good. And Jesse Plemons, yeah. I mean, plays it's just like I don't like perfectly right. Just as far as like acting goes, like what you would <laughs> want to see, you want to see this person transform and become somebody, and that's yeah. exactly what he does in this movie. Yeah. I was like, this is a high caliber actor we're dealing with. This is the yeah, future. No, absolutely. I loved, I loved this movie, uh, and I hope the listeners do too when you definitely watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, not to give anything about the plot or anything like that away, but I, I wept at a certain oh. point in this movie. Oh, I didn't just bitch. one tear. I, like, I like wept <laughs> for, like, for like seven seconds. You know, I had, wow. I had a little moment. With myself, I was like, "This is some powerful shit." Um, very much enjoyed it. That's why it's my movie rental of the week. Not many movies will get you there to that point, and it did. Loved it. Uh, the next movie I watched was Wakefield. What's that? Another one that had been Wakefield on my list. Brian Cranston film. He didn't direct it, I don't think, but he—he's uh, the star. Brian Cranston. It's about. Have you guys have heard of this movie? No. Recap. No. Uh, it's uh, about a man who he's at a certain point in his life, you know, and da, 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 some shit happens, whatever. And you sort of find that along the way, whatever. But he goes up into his attic in his garage. He lives in a nice house. The garage is separate. And there's Christmas presents in there. No, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, no, he goes up into the attic of his garage, which is detached from the house. He goes up in there. And he notices he can see his whole house, like into the windows through oh. most of his house and stuff, just from being up in the garage. And he decides he's just gonna hang out. He's gonna hang out up in the attic just for a while, <laughs> just to see how it goes, you know, and just like watch his family. And uh, it's interesting. Oh shit! I want to see this. Is it good? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think it's phenomenal or anything like that, but uh, you know, I, I it was a it was a good watch. I'm intrigued. Uh, then I watched the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, <laughs> oh hell yeah, David Fincher. Such a good ad. Daniel Craig, Rooney Mara, Mara, Mara. I say Mara. Mara. And Stellan Sarsgaard. Uh, I watched this movie when it first came out, but I I had never seen the whole thing. I think I fell asleep, and then it was like a rental, blockbuster rental or something. I never got to see the whole thing. So watching it this time, I only remember like a bits and pieces from the beginning, but I've I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed. Thought it was very good. It's a good movie. 
Um, and then I watched Young Frankenstein, also never seen. I never Mel seen. Mel Brooks that. film, fucking Gene Wilder, fucking the grandma from Malcolm in the Middle. Her name? Oh, what's her <laughs> name? I thought it was pretty good. It's decent. It's a it's a classic, I guess. You know, uh, been on the list for a while. Have you seen Blazing Saddles? Mm, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen Blazing Saddles. I just I I haven't seen Blazing Maybe. Saddles either. I just I feel like I haven't seen anything Mel Brooks. You've never seen Blazing Saddles? No, I don't think so. I don't think I've have is uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Is that a Mel Brooks? Yeah, I've never seen that. I think I've seen, I've seen uh, most of that, but I can't remember most. Dave of Chappelle, it. huh? Dave Chappelle and the Princess Bride. Oh yeah. Anyways, Young Frankenstein, you recommend? Uh, yeah, it's worth checking out. <laughs> Oh, Frankie. But above all else, people watch other people. And that is all I watched this week. Wow. So let just me just. Yeah. Going back to Interstellar. Preach. Crazy thing happened. You know how he pushes fucking books mm. to communicate to his daughter from the future yeah. to the past? Yeah. One of the books, I didn't even notice this, Morgan did. So True God. The only book that Morgan could God. prominently see was The Stand by Stephen King. The Stand by Stephen <gasps> oh King. Oh <laughs> my God. What I'm currently reading is real. Crazy. It is crazy. Crazy. Fuck Bradley Whitford, man. That's nuts. <laughs> God is real. That's the true God real. God is real. Are we ready for, uh, you know? Yeah, it should be short for me. Um, okay. Because I'm still reading the stand, I'm not done with it yet. I should be done by next week, but yeah, it's good. I'm actually I'm enjoying it. It's an epic. There is a pandemic going on. Well, everyone mm-hmm. who is going to die from the pandemic seems to have died, and now characters have now gotten together in Boulder, Colorado, and it's gonna there's gonna oh. be a showdown. Mm. The stand is going to happen. This is Reed Fellas R E A D, R E A D, and uh, yeah. So we'll see. I'm on. I just finished part two last week i finished nice. part one now i finished part two and part, part three part will be the finale over here nice what have you been reading there jamal um i finished reading slaughterhouse five what'd you think i enjoyed it i enjoyed it it's a little uh talk about uh cold characters okay yeah it's war it's a war mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. but i enjoyed it and then after that, I've started reading uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm about 40-ish pages in. Oh, it takes, um, it's a little takes, slow. It takes a minute there. It takes a minute because you have to, yeah. it really builds the character. If you're if you are not a fan of cold yeah. characters or not good characters, this is where this book shines. And so you really got to just Let it get happen. into it for the characters. Okay, okay. It's really good. That's good to know because because uh, I was like first few chapters were a little rough, right? I also really struggle when slang is spelled out; like it actually slows me down. I feel like slang, yeah, like oh slang, yeah. So like she speaks in her accent, and it's like yeah, almost no, difficult to sure. read, but yeah. you get over it. Yeah, no, I agree. Something I thought of. Well, I, I was uh, reading Where the Crawdads Sing, and it's something I briefly thought of when I was reading um, Slaughterhouse-Five, is what the fuck is up with authors trying to come up with their own onomatopoeias? 
Give me an example. So in Slaughterhouse Five, Kurt Vonnegut writes a bird chirping, going "poo tea wheat." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Booty wheat. What the fuck? Booty so wheat. and then in where the crawdads sing, the girl, the main girl, Kaya, she is saying the onomatopoeia. So it's almost weirder, you know. What What's is the she example? saying? Yeah. But she says uh, she's trying to like call out to some birds. And she says, Ki-ow. It's spelled K-E-E-O-W. Ki-ow. Yeah, you sort of have to um, get more into it than that, I feel, to have those onomatopoeias land. Like, it's not going to be, she's not out in the wilderness going, Ki-ow. It's probably like, Kiao. Yeah. Like, Kiao. You know, probably more of like a bird sound. Yeah, but even that is like a weird bird. It's a weird way to attract a bird you know right, but that like there's established there's the already char- established onomatopoeias that people would use right believably. But, that's, but that's surface level bullshit because she's an expert she's an expert in knowing what birds are making certain like bird calls it's not not every oh, bird goes fair. chirp chirp you know it's a specific that's, that's species of bird that she's communicating to <laughs> so you have to come up sense. with it's it's probably actually accurate i don't know maybe yeah, yeah. the author was a um I want to say she was a zoologist. Mm. Yeah, I think that's right. So go fuck yourself, Jamal. I can go fuck myself. But talk about things that slow my reading down. I read that. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Not that it's like slowing me down in the process of reading. Like I'm having to sound it out. But just now my train of thought is like bumped into this. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Right. Like, that's what you chose? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's ow. Pooty wheat. Pooty wheat. I think pooty wheat is a great onomatopoeia. Yeah, these things don't bother me in books because I feel like everyone, it's almost like they're going to actually be true to their subjectiveness of like, right. what, like what sound does this make in my world that I'm painting? Because if they were to use chirp, chirp, I mean, ugh, you can't. Yeah, to me, chirp, chirp. No, I agree. I can't. I get. They can't win with me. All right. It's pro, it's my. It's I get it. It's my issue <laughs> because I would also be upset if they did chirp chirp. <laughs> <laughs> oink oink goes the pig. Yeah. Bark bark for the dog. <laughs> Bow wow. <laughs> okay. You guys hear about this new uh, upcoming uh, Tesla movie? It might already be out. I don't know. No. Yeah. Ethan Hawke. What? Ethan Hawke. I don't I know, know anything. <laughs> what? I showed it to you. Oh. What's that about? It's like a, it's supposed to be like a weird stylized version of the telling of Nikola Tesla. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. we were talking Teslas, you know. No, it's about oh, the inventor. No, no. I was like starring Ethan Hawke as Nikola Tesla, and I all I know is like briefly. I've, I mean, I've seen the trailer, and it looks like they use like uh-huh. modern technology or something uh-huh. in, the t- in the telling of the story. It's like a weird thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm da- I'm all for fucking trying to shake up the bio- biopic right of course i mean yeah i mean you you you've said countless times you're tired of the the biopic the biopic if, if you if bio- I mean, I is uh, say it. Yay. <laughs> uh a brief aside uh there i remember one time i don't remember if jordan was there for this and he said it to you or if it's something that i said and it was just me it was with dad and i remember either i said biopic because i'd only ever heard you say it biopic uh-huh. and dad being like it's biopic like, 
it's biopic. Oh. <laughs> like being See, very adamant that it was biopic. That's hilarious because I didn't didn't I do this with you? It's a biopic or whatever. And you made fun of me and that's why I'm pretty sure it's I biopic. It. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. But I hear p- other people say biopic, but I I agree with fuck whatever society let's say full on society says it's biopic. I am so down with biopic because it's biography. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a what is it called? A fucking concatenated word. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's whatever. It's, it's biopic, but biographical but picture I never if you want to really, fucking I never really said it out loud until I did and then I was like, "Oh, yep. Biopic is a word I've heard. Biopic is not." <laughs> Well, is it's like it's like is it is it vehicle or vehicle? You know, we don't know right, yet. But right. but what I was saying was, uh, you've said countless times that you're tired of 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 the biopic being like this Wikipedia page run through of the a person's life. So yeah, you know, I have hope that it's it'll be cool. I don't know what the reviews are of it yet, or if they're out, but um, I hope it's cool. I love Ethan Hawke. You gotta love Ethan Hawke. First reformed. I watched a show. What'd you watch? I watched Captive on Netflix. All of them. All episodes all of Captive? All the episodes. It's about... Um, is it your TV rental of the week? <laughs> really only the first episode is all you need to watch. It's the best. And I chased the rest of the series looking for that uh, you know, first hit of dope. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> never quite got there. But I mean, that's addiction for you. Right. The first episode is great. It's about this prison in Idaho or something. It's taken over by the uh, prisoners. Anyway, and they take hostages. But the whole series is about people who have been taken hostage. Which, let me tell you, it goes fairly similar each time. You take a person, Captain. they're all alive, not all, well, I won't spoil it. Sometimes a pairing, <laughs> one of them will die, <laughs> but someone's They always... all live. Actually, I won't spoil it. Some of them <laughs> die? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> but like- You decide. <laughs> you know, because they're telling their own story, so it's like, okay. And then- you know, they ask for money, usually too much at first. They negotiate. <laughs> Nobody's worth whatever amount they always come up with first. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of variety involved in the kidnapping uh-huh. game. But there's a, enough to where I watched all of them. There's enough to where I'm sure <laughs> they'll episodes? have a season two. I think there are like 13. Wow. Anyway, I've been holding on to that one, and I totally forgot. I watched so much TV last week that I forgot an entire series that I watched. Yeah, she watched wow. this last week. She didn't <laughs> watch this this week. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. Word up. Let's see what uh, Megan's wondering. Hey, Reed fellas. I was wondering if you've ever had a near-death experience, and if so, like how old were you and when and what was going on? Short and sweet. NDE. Speaking of Neil Megan, deGrasse experience, Megan has not watched <laughs> Mulan yet, and I thought we all agreed that we would watch 
it on Friday, but we are waiting for her to purchase it through Disney Plus. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking thirty bucks. Uh, Jesus Christ, my buddy uh, Lucas, good friend of the podcast, he started watching Mulan, and he said it was so bad he just didn't <laughs> he just didn't finish it. Wow. Well, I'm glad that we're bringing this. I mean, we got to address Megan's question, but we'll we'll jump back to it. But me and Morgan also watched the Lion King remake. Oh, that's right. Because we just we well we opened Disney Plus to watch Mulan. Yeah, hoping that Megan and them had already bought it, <laughs> had, had sharing accounts. Uh, but they had not. And I was like, let's watch another one of these remakes that they made that we haven't seen yet. We have seen it. Yeah. If you've seen it's the Lion King, you've exactly seen it. exactly the same. Is it? Which I'm not mm. really shot for shot complaining remake. about per se. I'm I enjoyed com- it. The only thing I complain about <laughs> is it's just fucking weird seeing realistic animals' mouths move speaking English. Yeah. It's just sure. fucking weird. But it's good. Uh, whatever. Siege. Great CGI. In, like, uncanny Valley territory. They, they got lion's hair down, you know? Yeah, they got that. <laughs> they got uh, pretty the much everything is. down at this point. Yeah, they got most things down except for maybe human faces. Like maybe we're just too humans we're too, too attuned. Yeah, but even yeah. that they've gotten down pretty good. Like aging down and stuff, mm-hmm. people and all these fucking Marvel mm-hmm. movies. The technology is there, but yeah, this this fucking Lion King movie, man. I mean, there's yeah, there's there'll be no surprises. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of crazy how similar. Like it, it, it's almost it's so exactly the same that it's almost difficult. How you know, like they're like, wow. But that's the thing that makes me love the cartoon more, is because there's lots of like animated faces. Yeah. Like their faces emote in crazy ways in the cartoon, yeah. and there's just there's none of that in this movie, because right. all it's just their fucking mouths slightly moving to accommodate the words that are coming out of their mouths, but they're not fucking I would agree with that. wide-eyed and like, whoa! Especially like the hyenas in the cartoon. They're oh, crazy yeah. and like yeah. wild animation. The hyenas were a big womp womp. And even Scar, who's like, who like broods and like moves and like, yeah. And He's like, very like, yeah. you can't see my he face. He has that gay, gay, yeah. I'm very gay. But like, he... <laughs> All the He's very Jaf- very Jafar, yeah, and it and it is most notable when they're fucking singing, like Simba singing, "I can't wait to be king, <laughs> yeah. bitch." In the cartoon, I mean, he's mm-hmm. fucking his he's belting and his yeah. his jaws hanging way yeah. out there. The fucking movies, like, they're singing these songs, but like it's just like weird fucking yeah. realistic animal mouths, like. They're supposed to be all like, oh, we're fucking, it's mostly black actors because this is a fucking based in Africa. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, but then how come the only one who has an accent is Rafiki then? Everyone else is, like, if you really <laughs> wanted to go that deep, mm-hmm. they should be speaking like Nigerians or something over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It's I mean, it's, they had the story. It's just funny. It's directed by John Favreau. I'm like, yeah. what did he direct? I know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the shit's been done. So near-death experiences. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't wait to see how bad Mulan is. But um, yeah, but Mulan. Just talk about that real quick. I mean, that seems like it's like very different than the cartoon from yeah. the trailer because there's no yeah. Mushu and it looks all fucking epic or whatever. I mean, the real movie is yeah. epic, but it's a fucking cartoon, and it doesn't look like there's much singing in this one. There might Uh-oh. be, but. 
the original had a bunch of songs. Mm-hmm. Who is that girl I see staring straight back at me? Why does my reflection show who I am inside? Nice. That was great. That was amazing. Christian Aguilera. <laughs> that's a catchy, that's a good tune. And there's also, you know, the one fucking song, uh, what do we want? A girl worth fighting for. <laughs> when do we want it? Now. You know, there's that whole thing. So. I want a girl who cooks and cleans. I want a girl who will lick my beans. Yeah. Yep. That's a great song. Good track. And then there's the, you're the best around nothing's gonna ever get you down yeah well how does the song go it's that equivalent that song the fucking fucking we're we're gonna fight how the fuck does that song go oh (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about it's when it's it's the montage of her fucking getting the arrow out of the top of the the oh it's not like that at all but it goes all i remember is the part that is the last line of it is the dark side of the moon <laughs> yeah. But that's exactly I mean it's that song. Oh, how does it go? God damn it. It goes uh we're Can you gonna, just pull it up real quick and play it? We're gonna fight. It's fucking till so the end. <laughs> Nothing's just gonna stop me from getting this arrow friend. <laughs> um what do I say? Ar- Mulan arrow scene is what this says. Arrow retrieval song. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. And you haven't got a clue. That's right. Somehow I'll make a man out of you. what it is somehow that's what it is yeah these songs i mean these are childhood but go to the end of it i feel like he does say dark side of the mood i feel like i'm not making that i feel like i'm not just throwing that pink floyd shit in there for no reason Oh, it's not the other yeah, song. Yeah, I knew it. Typhoon. I think that's what these older Disney movies, these earlier cartoons that they're all remaking, that's why they're remaking them because everyone loves them so much. Mm-hmm. But also, it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like they got the the ratio right. The music? The, the song to story ratio. Yeah. It's like- mm-hmm. I would agree. You get like four dope tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's not fucking yeah. wall-to-wall yeah. Hamilton- Lay Miz. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It is fucking straight up like here are just a couple of bangers. Right, and they're good. Fucking there's no misses yeah. in Lion King. Okay. No. Every track is a fucking mm-hmm. hit. They got they got the formula yeah. down. Yeah. Yes. Aladdin, I mean, come on. You just you love Aladdin's fucking God music. Damn. I saw the Aladdin remake and it was uh Jesus Christ, man. That's that good? 
they do add <laughs> some shit here Dude. and there. See, but that's all... why I'm almost like kind of like I like that they at least kept the Lion King the same because I just cannot forget when we went and saw Beauty and the Beast and I was like, they added what a new song. the fuck? Yeah. Like I could yeah, not Yeah, they had a new it. song in the Aladdin. In the Aladdin. In Aladdin, <laughs> it was a Jasmine song. It's a very much feels like a in the era of the Me Too movement kind of track. Mm. It's, I won't be silenced. That's the, that's the hook. <laughs> So, uh, it's like, I don't know if it would be possible for them to make a new song that everyone just fucking jumps on board with. Yeah. I mean, fucking yeah. the music in Frozen, everybody loved. And that's, it's like its own original thing. But like to fucking go back and mess with a classic, it's, it's just so hard to shoehorn shit. Is, is like a song in and of itself, right? You love it because of it hits the beats. And so when you throw a curveball in there, you're like, this is Well, song. it's also, yeah, I also feel like, blow, man. it's like, this is a perfect movie. Why are you fucking with it? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, oh, now you got the perfect missing piece now that's right. really going to put it over the top. Zazu's going to sing a song. And right. It's well, that's be... the problem is like, that's not at all the motivation, you know? They're not thinking. I bet we can improve the Lion King. No, they're thinking we could make some fucking moolah off this fucking Lion King remake. One time, um, a branch broke off of a tree and it was about to hit me in the face, and it did hit me in the face. But as it was flying, I f- saw it happen in slow motion. It felt like it was a, like a vignette that was getting closer, darker. This is my near death experience. No, I got uh, that. The closest thing I had to a near death experience. A branch hitting you in the face. Yeah. My <laughs> body was like. <laughs> taking in all the information very very slowly i mean very very quickly it's very very slowly (laughs) the opposite (laughs) happens to you you just become a big (laughs) dumb retard i have no idea what happened um yeah that's the only sort of that kind of super mind information ultra computer taken of what the fuck's happening wait so what happened you got hit in the face by a tree branch a tree branch broke off. Miguel was bouncing on these like tr- collapsed trees. Branch broke off, flew, spun, and hit me in the eye. <laughs> okay. But I saw it like close in, and then I was like, I remember being like silent for it. It felt like a second, and then I like opened, uh, and then I just was in the middle of like screaming. Hmm. And then I was probably like eleven when this happened. Yeah. You ever? You never fell out of a tree as a kid or anything? No. Okay. Just curious. And uh, just asking. Well, I, went, I went to the 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 emergency room. I remember, I walked in the house after like mom came out to get me. We came. We went to the house. I remember catching a glimpse of myself in the mirror, and the bottom half of my iris was uh, just like blood red. Oh no! And then I uh, went to the emergency room. Felt like I was there for hours. And then they put something in my eye. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> fucking finally. And then I look. In the, I asked mom and dad, I was like, how does it look? Like, they did put some shit in there to numb the pain, whatever. And I'm like, how does it look? Uh-huh. And they're like, don't look at it. Uh-huh. Don't look at it. I was like, I want to see. So then I look in the mirror and it did like, it was like constricted, like, and it was the shape of a cat's pupil. And it was pretty freaky. And you like that because you like cats. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be the cat boy. It's going to be so I'm cool. going to be so fucking sexy. Be cat boy. <laughs> Girls funny. love pussy. 11. All right. That's right. Look at these pussy eyes. What but is... you thought you were near death during that? I just feel like that's just like hard. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the closest thing I have to it. It's like that, oh, okay. that the, where your body's going into like a mode of 
that NDE <laughs> mode of like, we're shutting down. This is it, man. Okay. Oh my god. Whew. That's funny. We're shutting down. That's not what your body's <laughs> supposed to do. It's supposed to fucking adrenaline. No, no, you know what I mean. That this is the end. This is the end this, feeling. Yeah. This oh, is you it, got man. That, Take you it got all that in now. DMT dump. That's yeah, the euphoria that's right. that people who are drowning feel. You know, it's when their brain is like, okay, so we're done panicking because you're gonna die. So mm-hmm. instead of fucking a painful experience, we're gonna dump. I'm gonna. We're gonna put you in this huge euphoric state. And people who have near death experiences mm-hmm. and drowning have that sensation of extreme happiness. Yeah, because your brain's alive. Yeah, it's like we might as well give you a hoorah here. Yeah, we. All this by stuff the we way, we've been, up, you we've just been have hanging on to this. <laughs> you could have had yeah, this exactly. before. Yeah. Now um, is as good as time. You, as you've any. never been happier your whole life, but right. okay, I've been saving it for you. <laughs> yeah, to the point where it, like it's <laughs> you were committing suicide. This is how you decided to kill yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. So I did fall out of a tree when I was a kid and knocked the wind out of me, and it was terrifying because I thought I was suffocating, but. That's not my near-death experience. I went rafting. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) With friends. I don't know. I was probably like 20, 21, 20. This is before I met you. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it was when I lived on Folker Street, and we went into Campbell Creek behind my little apartment there. And very shortly into the ride we lost an oar we got a blow-up mm. raft from like sportsman's warehouse and it was an expensive one it wasn't like cheap you know it was like hundreds of dollars or something yes it was it was blow-up situation and so we lost an oar which is fine i mean campbell creek looks very manageable the, there are no rapids oh yeah you i didn't know? realize you're at campbell creek yeah <laughs> there are no rapids kind of funny there are, it is is very easy. Anyway, it's so we knee deep. Yeah, we lost an oar, <laughs> and then immediately after that, popped the raft. I mean, talk about a lazy river. Speaking of branches coming at your face, I mean, there are a fuckload of low hanging branches on Camel Creek <laughs> coming at your face. You just and and like yeah, it's not like crazy fast, but. You know, it's not slow. It's not walking pace. <laughs> and um, anyway, the bottom is very slippery and you can't stand. We lost our shoes, all of our jewelry, all the stuff. And we had to walk home and then we lived. But what's near death about it? We almost died. Like what? How do you envision actually dying? Drowning. But how? slipping and falling but the the water's up to your knees <laughs> i couldn't stand up <laughs> yeah you don't have to stand <laughs> you could be on all fours and still have your head above the water <laughs> <laughs> i just i mean yeah it's a i could understand it being a little panicky but i mean to think that you're gonna die yeah i was gonna get whacked in the head by a branch that's true maybe uh, you get knocked out maybe slip hit your head on the fucking thing and then yeah, it's cold. That's man. That's fucking scary, dog. It's hard to actually tell the story and explain how scary it was because it's I'm sure so it's banal to people who know what Campbell Creek looks like. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like, it was. We were cut the fuck up, like for real. <laughs> Damn. I think the scariest part about it is just you're not 
expecting to go in the water and then yeah. you go in water. Well, and we didn't know how to get out. Right. Like we couldn't get out. There's no beach. You know what I'm saying? There's just brambles. Brambles. Brambleberries. Yeah, that's scary. Brambles. I don't have any. I mean, I went to Target yesterday and the COVID is real, y'all. So that was a near death. Mm. But um, yeah, time will tell if it was true death. You got to wait two weeks. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've been injured, but I don't think I've ever been to a point where I thought I was going to die. You never fallen back in your chair? You ever slipped down the stairs? Oh, kick. my God. Yeah. I mean, th- those are just adrenaline. I don't equate adrenaline pumps. When with... we had the couch here, death. the couch box. Mm-hmm. It was lining the stairs. Did I tell this story? I fucking went to go get food, and I <laughs> the, like there was a big p- section of box over several stairs, and so I'm like, yeah, I can just step purposefully on this, <laughs> right? And I couldn't, and I fucking my leg went back behind my body, whoosh, and I just went forward, <laughs> face first down some. <laughs> Down a slide. It's really terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> this is like not like near death necessarily, like in the traditional sense. Like my like my first example. <laughs> this is um, <laughs> this is more like, uh, it, it happened to someone near me, but it very well could have been me. Okay. Um, I was walking out of the Greyhound station in uh, Seattle, in Chinatown. Late at night, very, very late at night. My bus is, it, it was six hours late. And by the time I got to Seattle, I was going, I was trying to go to Tacoma. And uh, by the time I got there and I got to Seattle, the bus that I was supposed to be connecting to to get to Tacoma had left. So I had to like stay somewhere for the night. And so I'm leaving to go get in an Uber. As I'm walking outside, I have this really big backpack on, right? And I was full, full to the brim of this fucking Jansport. There's another guy next to me. Uh, who's also has a large bag on, and some guy just comes out of the darkness and grabs him, and the guy's girlfriend, the guy who's walking next to me, his girlfriend, I just hear her screaming like, oh my god, like, fucking stop, 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 what the fuck, like, whatever. And then I turn around and I look, and I was just almost, I was just like, in sh- like it almost looked like the guy who was grabbing this man, like they were buddies or something, like they were just fucking around. But, he was like stabbing him in the side with something. And then he ripped the guy's bag off of him and then just walked away. Damn. Is insane. The guy who got stabbed or whatever, just clutching his side, runs back into the Greyhound station. I was literally like two feet away from him, two, three feet away from him when that happened. And I was like, fuck, I'm glad he didn't like want to take my bag. <laughs> Holy shit. Dang, you seem like um, an easier target because you don't have a girlfriend with you and you're, like, you're right. a small guy. I'm very lucky he didn't He didn't target me. Maybe you thought you were I'm a child. definitely smaller than this man was that he attended, you know, that he... he He's was, like, this This guy ain't got uh, no dough. It was dough. the coldest shit I've ever seen. Oh my God. Dang. This guy is colder than a vampire's demeanor. Oh. Colder than a Christopher Nolan character. Oh. Colder than a polar bear's toenail. <laughs> now... Yeah, I don't know. It was it was uh, it shook me. So I, it not near death in the traditional sense because it definitely didn't happen to me. It just happened near me. Right, and, and the I guy didn't die. He, he probably didn't yeah. die. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you would definitely feel like you could die if somebody is attacking you. So right. that's definitely fucking cray cray. 
Dang, dang, dang. This week I got a uh, a uh, a text from like you know an iMessage like the text will be from emails sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Yours is with us with the read follows you. Uh, what? Yep. You're kidding me. Nope. That doesn't I've, make any fucking sense. Ever since you got your new phone, I have a phone number. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's, I, that's what it says. It's happened to me before. And it's not like I text. I mean, I, I can text people who don't have iPhones. That's fucking bizarre. We'll sort that out later. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I got a text about my bank. Uh, that there's something going on with my bank, and I was like, oh fuck. But not really because it was from uh the the email address that I got it from was uh Bob at copsecurityinc dot com. I've gotten those before. Oh, yeah. It's all... probably fine. Yeah, I think you're good. Um, <laughs> I think Bob. Cop Security Inc. Cop Security Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. com. That reminds me, like I got this, I got this voicemail. This phone call from my department needs to inform you about a legal enforcement action which has been filed under on your name and on your social security number for criminal activity. <laughs> so before we proceed any further with any legal procedure, kindly call us back on our callback number. So I got that. <laughs> Just, there's a legal activity on your social security number. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, how fucking dumb is life that we have to, it's like a normal thing. Right? I get so many emails from, fucking apple or netflix and you click on the actual like it says netflix in the fucking senders box but if you click on it and the actual email is like yeah tofu seven 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 seventy two it's like fuck off dude like you're... why are you opening emails from netflix <laughs> well i have Anyways. a netflix account yeah so like oh. i would get an email from netflix if somebody hacked into my account so it's not a completely Word. like this would never happen. Fucking... Like, it could happen. No, but I, I guess I'm imagining them being, like, advertisement emails or something, you know? The new releases on fucking Netflix or whatever. Like, <laughs> why the fuck would you open that? I don't, I mean, I don't get those emails. You guys get emails from Quora? Um, you know Quora yeah, is? yeah, yeah. I don't know what they are, but why would you open all, those? All of mine? <laughs> it's like you go on this website one fucking time, and Quora. I don't even remember, like, making an account. But they have my email address, and so they always, like, try to send you things about, like, topics of, like, it's like, it's kind of like Reddit, but not really, but oh, kind yeah, of. yeah, I know I don't exactly know. what you're No, your about. data's just been sold, and so some fucking yeah. companies that you don't but want. But all of them, that. most of the ones I get are Star Wars related, because I guess <laughs> one time I read a Star Wars thing on there. So I, I'm always getting, I'll, I'm going to fucking scroll through real quick. I'm going to find a fucking core one. I guarantee you it's going to be fucking... Star Wars. Coral with the Cora. Fuck that. I, real. You know what's weird is I've been getting emails every day from the Denver Post. Mm -hmm. And I don't recall ever, like, I feel like I just went there one time or clicked on an article. I get them every evening. That's how it works. It's, all it's insane. Why did Obi-Wan leave Anakin to burn instead of trying to help him? Dang, this, I feel like these are like afternoon takers. Like you can fucking dive into these emails and really get into a cool discussion. <laughs> it's right up your alley. Also, I get a new 20% uh, off coupon at Bed Bath & Beyond multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. Which is why as soon as we got rid of this couch, immediately I've unsubscribed from Wayfair yeah. and Jocelyn Maine because, I mean, nine emails a day from them. <laughs> Minimum. Did Yoda have a superior? 
<laughs> oh man. Do we have we're we're real deep day. real deep into the podcast and we haven't even got to what we've promised the listeners we will get to. Oh. Are we ready, guys? I mean kinda. I don't have any notes. Okay. Oh, I do. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, Morgan. <laughs> Taylor Swift's this is folklore showbiz. album. We couldn't all do we couldn't listen to the whole thing. Of course not. We had to divvy up the work. Yeah. Not. And mine uh, was not. She good. made that easy. Okay, so Morgan's jumping into her review. Mine Morgan so has what is it? The she endless has notes. Uh, sleepless nights. Sleepless nights. Mine was like shockingly bad because I had remembered saying, "Oh, you know, it's not bad," and I thought it was just going to be sort of like a lower key, uh, you know, but still poppy. It wasn't good for jogging. T Swift, yeah, yeah. And I popped that sucker in, and right off the bat, I was like uh, assaulted in my ears. But really, really. Here's bad. the thing: is that Jamal a lot and of I assault happening on your ears. Share a song on our chapters. Yes, right. we do. With with a bony bear. Yeah. How's the bony bear? I didn't get that one. I didn't. That just... was my first one. It's my last one. So you guys have a little shared experience now. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Okay, so more anything else? So you didn't no, like it, didn't that's enjoy all I got. it. I just wanted to get it out of the way. Is it better or worse than Hannibal? You gave Hannibal quite a scathing <laughs> review. Last oh, week. that's interesting. <laughs> See, because the thing with Hannibal is like I enjoy watching it with you, my husband. Uh huh. And you didn't get to do that with this album. We didn't right. listen to it like one earbud in yeah. each other. Yeah. Right. Although I could hear it from your earbuds. Well, I actually, I, I, I listened to mine while, while Morgan was rewatching Inception. So Inception was my and visual I could just to Taylor Swift. Like, Good time bl- management. Blasting fucking. Well, because I have to blast it over the fucking Hans Zimmer score. <laughs> the fucking Hans Zimmer. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so not a good review you got over there. Are you done, or do you got anything? No, I'll more? I'll hold on. I'll hear your <laughs> hold on. So you got more to say? <laughs> I might jump in here and there. Okay, Jamal. What? So you Jamal had the um, bodega the escapism escapism. Chapter. What? <laughs> okay, <laughs> the escapism chapter. Okay, escape room mind trap. How did that one? How did right how... mind trap? What was um, your experience? I, I, it was not. It was not good. Here's the thing. <laughs> Like it's it just feels like she and or her probably more so her producers or whatever just listened to like a lot of the recent Sufjan Stevens albums and just tried to fucking do that in their own pop way. (laughs) So like that. (laughs) So from the no no from the get go, I'm like just the instrumentation. Like the production is good, the instrumentation is good, but. I mean, her lyrics, it definitely feels like she's trying harder than, you know, tracks we've heard in the past. Are we in the clear yet? Are we in the clear? Okay. (laughs) But it's still a bunch of who gives a shit. They all sound the same. They all have the same vibe. There was a point in, there's a song called, uh, I think it's just, I think it's called The Lakes. This is a little anecdote for you. We, I started listening to the album In the Living Room. All right. There's a there's a, there's a the overlap of music taste in this house is uh, sparse. So I figured we could probably put on Taylor Swift, you know, and then uh, there it won't be uh, ill ill received. So uh, it's playing <laughs> it's playing sure on the loudspeaker, and uh, yeah. there's uh, uh, 
uh, Nicole came into the room saying something about though the you know I heard that there is a uh, one on one of these songs some celebrity's baby's name was revealed in one of these songs. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and, di- and yeah, and then directly after that, Taylor Swift said, "I've come too far to watch some name dropping sleaze tell me what my words are worth." And I thought that was a nice uh, bow on that whole moment. Oh, so you? Didn't, I thought it was she was gonna do the reveal of the oh, celebrity. No, nope. She didn't name drop. She just she just bad mouth name dropping. Yeah. Okay, so she's a hypocrite, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what Nicole is saying. She's kind of a bitch, though. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Swift, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I overall, I give it a two point seven. Taylor Hathaway. Taylor Hathaway. A two point seven out of ten. That's pretty low. I mean, I was I was talking out of five, but it's fine. That's fine. Two point seven out of five oh, wow. is, is nearly fresh. <laughs> well, you know, it's not like the worst album in the world I've ever heard, but I didn't, I didn't like it. I would never listen to a two point seven album ever again. Yeah, that's true. You wouldn't pop that back on. I had to give it. I had to give it up for the for the the production and the instrumentation on it, and and for, and for some sort of effort to go in this kind of direction. I appreciate it. Wow, that's a glowing okay, cool. review. So my section, I got the Salt Box House chapter, mm-hmm. which is, I believe, that name alone is what got us to do this. At least for <laughs> that's me. That's right. Um, and not bad. I actually enjoyed it. Really, <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, wow. Uh, I did not like it. I'm somewhat. Jo- I mean, I listened to it. Eight Brain Inception on the background. Yeah. So sure. it wasn't like Hans Zimmer with the assist. Exactly. I couldn't really tell you what most of the songs are about. Just the vibe, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's got sort of like this pop, folksy. It reminds me of, like, Once. You know the movie Once? Yeah. Like that soundtrack? It has sort of that. Never seen it. That sort of vibe mixed with, like, almost like a narrow stairs death cab sort yeah. of sound to it. Okay. okay. And so. I might listen to your chapter. It's up It's up my yeah. alley as far as just, like, that product. So the production to me is, like, it's not throwaway. It's solid. And to me, like, without actually knowing what the songs are about, it sounds like her lyrics were like it was like she was trying to write a song that actually sort of meant something yeah is what i was picking up on and and even like you know her vocalizations and stuff were interesting enough Mm -hmm. or it didn't feel like a fucking straight up for the pop charts are we in the clear yet are we in the clear yet are we in the clear yeah so to that so i immediately upon listening to that i I appreciated it and nothing was grating and or anything like that so i was like okay like this is (laughs) listenable it sounds like an actual i was bo- kind enjoyable of album yeah that's that's i feel both of those ways i appreciated heard <laughs> the direction and I, I you know and and i didn't hate the the production you know i actually thought it was pretty good and up my alley but i was bored i was bored by it i felt like there are people who are doing what she's trying to do way better and have been doing it for a lot longer for sure for sure i mean i i wouldn't uh, I would be dishonest if I didn't if I said that my mind didn't wander while I was listening to it. Sure. I mean, I'm looking at Jordan Gordon Lewis over here floating through a hotel oh, hallway. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe sure. I'd give it a, I don't know, three point three out of five. Wow. Is that fresh? Yeah, I think a three out of five, sixty percent is fresh. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'd give it a little higher. I don't know. It, it was it was a first pass listen. I think um, mm. where I do my best criticisms. Criticisms are on a uh, criticize 
are on lyrics, I feel, and I didn't really do a deep dive on those. Mm. I Maybe really, you'll have to open I it really up like to, to the other I really like to make fun chapters. of people's personal words. But, <laughs> but yeah, here's what I think we should do now. Now, knowing how each other feel about yeah. the respective sections, like I'll go into Morgan's thinking it's going to be complete dog shit because she told me it was dog shit. I'll go into mm-hmm. Jamal's thinking that it's going to be fucking okay like probably to me what jamal's sounds like is sort of like what i kind of experienced Mm -hmm. it sort of sounds like maybe i don't know if these sections are going to be sonically different like if there's any important distinction between them yeah and that's almost why i want to do it i want to see like okay like what you guys experienced was completely different from what i got like actually like the music is here's the thing is that you were I think it is a lot of like what I don't know because I only did a one pass listen too, but I was down at my fucking work desk in the afternoon, like looking to pass a little bit of time, and so like I feel like I had different vibes. I guess I'm curious at this point to know if the whole album has this sound to it. Oh, uh-huh. which I assume it probably does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if there is That'd a reason. Guess why it's fucking divided into these three sections and i'm gonna be like oh i feel like digestibility because of the (laughs) the route she's going which isn't pop charty as much she's like i'll I'll make it more bite-sized for the for the masses to stumble upon i just gotta say i mean just compared to the fucking last time i did a review of her album on Mm -hmm. this podcast probably I, I doubt it's her most recent album the one that i did no that long ago it's not yeah so i mean that time i mean that album i just really our hated. most recent one is uh yeah panic the disco what's the fuck is his name oh guy fieri brandon yeah. flowers yeah brandon brandon yuri, yuri. yeah yuri doesn't he go by brandon flowers <laughs> i don't know anything he about used him to? other than that he's a mommy oh i don't know sounds familiar i know that you say that but i thought you were just dropping somebody else's name all right. I got, right. One, I got one more topic oh, to oh, talk about. Oh, fuck. What? No, <laughs> Unless, I mean, I feel like Jamal always got the bonus topic that he's been saying. I don't. I'm out of shit to talk about. Okay, cool. Um, the last thing that I have been fucking watching is the um, Formula One. Formula? Formula One. <laughs> Brandon Netflix. Flowers is of the killers. I apologize. Okay. Okay. Formula One. Netflix the need for show. speed. The fucking desire for drive power. with the five. the the shifting drive for fast. drifting. Yeah. <laughs> the, the speed for greed. <laughs> oh. No, it's the fuck the subtitle is that so it's form it's called Formula One Drive to Survive. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and this is a series on Netflix. And there's two seasons out currently. Season one is about the 2018 um, season of Formula One, and season two is the most recent, 2019. I mean, currently, the 2020 season is happening right now, but I started with season one and watched all of season one, 2018's fucking season of Formula One. Now, I went into this cold as ice about Formula One. I know nothing about it other than the movie Rush. I was just like, I don't know much about it. I know Lewis Hamilton. It was like the only other names I, I kind of would recognize, but I couldn't put a face to him at all. The only one I could do is Lewis Hamilton because he had that episode of David Letterman. Fucking my next guest needs no introduction, which mm. I enjoyed that episode. I think I saw that one. 
just a little backstory. Lewis Hamilton is a six-time Formula One champion. The record, I can't remember the guy's name. It's like Michael Schumacher or something like that. <laughs> but that could be completely wrong. Sounds real. And he has seven. So Lewis Hamilton's trying to tie him up. He has six currently. And right now in the 2020 season, I just looked it up because I started mm-hmm. doing lots of research. He is wow. fucking well on his way to winning this okay. year. I'm watching season one, 2018. And let me tell you about this show, man. First of all, I, after watching this whole first season, I still know nothing about Formula One. <laughs> like, it's usually when you watch a, sh- a sports show mm-hmm. about a non popular, I feel like this, the purpose of this show, I thought, was mm-hmm. to get people who aren't really into Formula One into it. Yeah. You know? And I guess mm-hmm. it sort of is, but the way that they're doing that is to get you more interested in the characters involved right. and the ups mm-hmm. and downs of the people and the rivalries of these personalities, you know? Right, the cards are taking a back seat. Yeah, not so much the card. The cards don't take a back seat, but the sport does. (laughs) Like the actual knowing of how the scoring works. Who actually won this race (laughs) is a big one (laughs) that they don't really go into. Uh, The whole first season, there's there's two pretty big omissions, and that is... There's no profile on Lewis Hamilton Mm -hmm. or anybody from Mercedes who Lewis Hamilton drives for. And there's no profile on anybody from Ferrari. And those are the two big fucking teams during that year. I mean, they they went first and second. So it's like to not do anything about them is just a curious choice. Mm -hmm. It's almost like Lewis Hamilton is... They assume everyone just knows that he won and he's a fucking, he's super good. Yeah. Let's, let's get you in on all these other guys that you can still be interested in to make you interested in Formula One since Lewis Hamilton has rendered it so boring Yeah. because he just fucking kicks everyone's ass. But there's a pull point system that I thought they should have gone into that I had to look up on my own mm-hmm. to become interested. There's 21 races in a season. They treat every race like it's a fucking end all be all as far as like there's a podium celebration with a trophy after every race and they pop the champagne after every fucking race every week there's a champagne mm-hmm. celebration and i i just had ups and downs with this show because i became so interested in it's fucking cool i'll give it that it is fucking cool how like mm-hmm. fucking fast these things are i have lots of uh tiffs with how first of all the way the show is structured it's a 10 episode season and they sh- and Lewis Hamilton wins the whole championship in episode six. So it's like, what are, what am I still watching this for? You know, right? They jump around a lot, and they'll do lots of things where there's qualifying on Saturday, and then the race is on Sunday. And qualifying is huge. It's just you do the fastest lap you can, and then they in order of like best to last on lap times is how you're placed on the grid to start the race. So one episode is just this guy who's like one of the lower guys, he he races for Force India, and he fucking gets third best, so he's starting in third, and it is like the biggest celebration, like it's just, it's such a big deal that he gets to start in third on the grid, and then they don't show you the race. Yeah. You have no idea how that ended up for him. It's just, it's cool enough that he got third to start the race with, that that was his lap time. And so it's like trying to, it's almost like, they give you a little bit to get interested and then they pull it back and they don't give you the fucking nut. It's all 
You don't get that on- onanastic. Ah, they're edging you towards you know the end of the the whole series, right? Know? But are they? Because I see Lewis no. Hamilton win, and I actually so then, but I have to do my own research to understand how cool this is because they don't go into how cool this is, and I think it is cool of Lewis Hamilton winning the third to last, like so on the third to last race, all he has to do is get at least fifth place, and he'll win the whole thing because he's that far ahead of everyone else points wise. First place gets 25 points. Again, I looked this up on my own. And then 10th place gets one point, And it's like a variation between that. And every, anything below 10th gets zero points. There's 20 cars. There's 10 teams. Every team gets two cars. Every fucking person has a teammate, which is a confusing word because they're fucking enemies. <laughs> like yeah. they don't, they'll, they're still racing against their teammate. Yeah. Anyways, Lewis Hamilton wins the entire championship third to last race placing fourth the whole fucking thing's over right he doesn't have to he doesn't even have to fucking race they don't go into this again i looked this up on my own fucking lewis hamilton in the last two races gets first place on the last two races anyway he just fucking wins Mm -hmm. like he's so fucking good i don't know as to me i'm just like this have you said you you said you haven't seen season two yet or you have i've started season two but i haven't seen the whole thing you should see, and here's another qualm I have just with Formula One in general. The fucking, you should see how stoked some of these teams are at ninth place. You know, <laughs> you'll see a fucking team get ninth place and their whole pit crew is just cheering and smiling and hugging. So stoked. Just, they're just, they just know they're going to lose. It's just, yeah. there's no right. fucking, like the competition is, it's almost like different tiers. It's like you're either on the front tier, frontier. But yeah, I mean, these teams, it's just like who has the best car at a certain point. It's hard to tell, I guess, if it's because of they just have the best built car or is Lewis Hamilton really that good? Mm-hmm. And you have to think that, yeah, mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton really is that good because he has a teammate, Botas, mm-hmm. who isn't doing as well as he is and he has the same fucking car yeah so you know that lewis hamilton is extremely talented especially i mean you're not gonna win fucking six championships unless you have you're incredibly good but i mean just the level of blowout that he's fucking murdering these people with is great i mean it's just i highly recommend fucking looking into it just for you're looking at the michael jordan of a sport you know is how i feel so it's like when you're dealing with that level i just feel like it's it's that pulls me in but mm. they just didn't profile him at all yeah that is odd mm. it was all the other people so i'm getting interested in all the fucking smaller characters throughout this show even though i don't know how they're placing like <laughs> i'll know like one race how they place and then you just you forget about them and there's 21 races and there, there's fucking 20 places that they can place and so it's like i get that they gotta choose and select but they jump around you don't know how far they're they're into the season like yeah. if you don't know the sport it's like fuck I guess if you're willing to do a lot of your own research to, cause it's almost like it's, you get what you put, you get out what you put in mm. as far as your interest in this shit. Oh, so season two, I start it. The first thing they do is talking head profiling Lewis Hamilton. Nice. Lewis Hamilton. It's like, they, it's almost like they heard the feedback of everyone be like, where the fuck is Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that is odd. It's like they're going out of their way not yeah. to talk about this guy. Yeah. It'd be like doing a show about, fucking basketball in in the 90s 90s. (laughs) never talk about michael jordan i mean 
Yeah. So, but he just talks briefly and like at the beginning of episode one of season two and I'm on episode four now and I haven't seen him since <laughs> <laughs> he's been ghost, even though he's fucking murdering the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so that's me. I'm just, I'm fucking, I mean this whole, that's me. this, this, whole, that whole thing about not <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing about them being stoked on fucking sixth place and shit. Just because they get you get to score points all the way down to tenth, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's one mm-hmm. point, you get two points for ninth. It's just so crazy to me. It's so great they even have a term for fourth place, yeah, called best of the rest, that everyone is so excited <laughs> to get. It's like oh it's not a diss. God. I feel yeah. like that's a total diss in any other sport. It sounds this, like a diss. It's an honor in this yeah. sport because. There's going to be the best three. There's going to be fucking Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull. Yeah. And then you're going to fucking, you're going to be best of the rest after that. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you're just throwing the towel in and just yeah. praying for fourth. A lot of these. It's so crazy. Anyways. That's me. That's me, man. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Formula One. And I mean, yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, podcast pick Bon Jovi, Lego, <laughs> okay. man. Lego. It's a Han Solo Lego man, right? It's a Han Solo Lego man that Miles, our nephew, he took the hair off and put that yellow hair on, and he came up to me and was like, John Bon Jovi. Like, oh, my God. And then I uh, looked up a picture of him side by side. There you go. He nailed it. He's three years old. He is wanted, dead or alive. Uh, and then Big last man. week's podcast pick, because we didn't okay. talk about it, is a fucking sex pick of Jamal. His no, Tinder, his Tinder come on profile now. pic. It's it is the worst photo of me ever taken. I think I you think. look good. I think I look rough. <laughs> I think it's I think it's not bad. I think a you should, little difficult to look at. I think you should consider it for your Bumblebee profile. Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe. And then we also last week we didn't even talk about the song. But it's just so because oh, yeah. I, I didn't even think about it because Jamal brought it up and I was like whatever, but <laughs> it's a Jamal whatever okay. track. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he heard it, but you know who knows where Jamal hears yeah. his stuff. I don't know. I don't even remember who who sang, sang it. It's called Brown Eyed Lover. Uh, Brown Eyed Lover by Alan Stone. He's a Seattle Seattleite. That explains a lot because if you look at a picture of this guy, listen to the song first and then look at a picture of him. I mean that's comical. <laughs> it's fucking comical. This the cover art. I mean, he looks like fucking blue eyed Jesus. This man, he's he's pretty cute. Okay, (laughs) hot is the word I would say. Okay, speaking of hot, ninety eight degrees. We're gonna pull out of here. Uh, It's gonna be onanastic. How how we finish here? Yeah, I'm gonna quit talking. Put butter on that shit. Bye. Stay hydrated. Say this to you If you're asking do I love you this much